but nothing else, nothing ever gets edited out of this. I know. Oh, God, this makes me so fucking mad. I know it makes you mad, but I, I was asking you a, a, a favor. I mean, I don't, I don't ever do that. Do I? No. I, I mean, just, I mean, it's just, it'd probably just be better if we left it in, is all I'm saying. Just be easier on you, easier on me, easier on all of us I'm if sure. we just left it in. I'm sure. But we won't. And we'll continue to have to hear about it. Anyway. I haven't said anything about it. Yes, you did. Last week you said something about it. Sat here and cried. Anyway. Anyway, episode 232. I'm just fucking with you, dude. Please don't take anything I ever say seriously. I was going to edit it out from the beginning. <laughs> Such a fucking asshole. It's I, hard to know with just, you. I was always going to edit it out. Because you're always such a fucking deadpan. I whenever you feel tell. that way, whenever you feel that way, just with John, I can tell. You just, just, just remember. That, I'm a good actor. Just, 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 just remember that it's, it's the character. It's not him. It's the character that he's playing. Yeah, it's my shtick. It's my shtick. It's my shtick. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it What should we come in I should have known Like when you give me shit For when my daughter's here well, That's not my fault You guys didn't do anything <laughs> I, I immediately shut that out Because I'm just like Even if it's serious Fuck him You know So it's But I know you're not I was very serious When I was talking about your daughter <laughs> No I definitely wasn't yeah, let's listen to this. Oh, I got I got a stories about that. I went up there. Oh, hell and, yeah. And the trip, and I did, and I purposely didn't tell you about the trip back because it was a fucking nightmare. What is that? Arcade Fire. It, it gets into it. You're gonna love it. It's, a, it's kind of a weird intro, yeah. It's like first song on the album. When it gets into it, you'll like it because it's, it's like, it's a, like Beatles, ABBA. It's like a Beatles song like it right where they now. take two songs and shove them together. They kind of did that with this. Yeah. This is sort of the reprise before the actual song. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like the rest of the song. Here it comes. Slaps, doesn't it? It's good. Oh, John's got treats. I thought I smelled something. Whammo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, <laughs> the salt and slits godfather of gash. Episode 233 of Pillow Fort Radio slash the uh, Don Blankenship experience is live here on a Sunday afternoon. Here from the world's largest, most ridiculous pillow fort in the world. As always, I'm joined by the former intercontinental champion, the White Samoan. The uh, the uh, first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River. The uh, the uh, what is the other one that I usually say? The oh. uh, sentient mountain. The Allegheny ape. The Allegheny ape. The West Virginia Wolverine. The Boomer Bog Trotter. That's old Chucky Taters. The human incarnation of the infield fly rule. Human incarnation of the infield fly rule. The wet blanket. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there. <laughs> That's funny because my dad used to call your brother a wet blanket. Well, that's because he used to he call, call, yeah. But my dad also but so am I. Saying that I, to I a teenager it. that was like your son's <laughs> friend is kind of weird, but whatever. 
Hey, at least he didn't fuck him. That's well, that I know. Of. The, well, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't privy to it. At least I, it, did, it didn't seem like that was going on. <laughs> but your dad did fuck me though. And uh, that's what I'm. That's the on my dental bill. Oh, there we go. He fucked you in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And did no, you? No, he wallet. fucked me. He fucked me because every time I'd go in there, he'd have both hands wrist deep in my mouth, <laughs> trying to hold a conversation with me. So how's your mom? <laughs> that's great. Understood everything. He does everybody like that. <laughs> did he's dead? He can't. Uh, I mean. <laughs> He came in uh, one time. I can't wait uh, till your dad dies so you find these funny. <laughs> I find them funny now. Okay. <laughs> now, you, you won't believe the amount of people that when I do a joke like that will be like, oh my God, and their dad their dads are still alive. I'm like, you'll get it. Someday you'll get it. I don't know. Gallows humor. No, uh, he didn't charge me anything. He, he pulled this tooth right here, which was so abscessed it had gone up into my nasal, nasal cavity, okay. which is extremely dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, he was said, yeah, you waited two more days, you've been dead. So um, he, he didn't even charge me. He pulled it. And yeah, he took care of, like, you Sometimes know, he likes to do it for the love care, of the game. He you took can care tell of a lot of people. Pulling sure. teeth. He did a lot of pro bono work. But I felt something. I felt terrible when he, like, he cracked where the... Where the infection was, and he went like this. He said, that's a, he said, that's, that's a, distinct, a stinker. Distinctive smell when that happens. I'm like, oh, God. I've been walking around with that. You know? Stinker, yeah. And as always, the uh, world's greatest claw machine operator, the Dirty Shame, um, Juna, um, the uh, Laurel Creek's most dangerous man. That's old Johnny Liberty Loads over there, John Morgan. John Winston Morgan, middle name's Winston, right? Um, it is now. No. Oh. But I'll take it. You know what? It's Last actually, week? I'm kind of proud of my middle name, actually. What is it? Lewis. Oh, I remember As in Lewisburg or Lewis County, and then my last name is Morgan, as in Morgantown, Morgantown. Morgan County. Morgan, Morgan. And then, yeah, Morgan, Morgan, and then, you know, John is pretty pretty cowboy, I guess. Pretty cowboy. You know, last week I misread the flag. I thought it said, I thought it said, I know. no man, no warrior, no commie. And I, I said it's, and I said, can't stop him. So we were both can't wrong. Can't stump him. Yeah, we, we were both we, retarded. We, and we were as sober as one can be, I believe. Yeah. We had just taken some crate, and that was about it. As sober as you can be on this podcast. Yeah, it's it's a rule. You have to have at least some sort of mind-altering substance in your system if we're going to do this. It could even be oxygen deprivation. Yeah. Like you're so depressed you can't fully you breathe. You ever choke yourself when you're jerking it? No. Let me recommend it. No, no. Have you really done that? Not with anything, any other implements. Not in a like Just with way. a hand. And I've, chicks have choked me before when I'm throwing it down in them. Because hmm. every one of them like it. I'm like, I got to see what this is about. So I had a lady put me in a uh, triangle. <laughs> An arm triangle? Leg triangle? Arm or? triangle. Well, we were in Mish. You okay, know, yeah, yeah. Straight in Mish. She was a real hoss, too. She really fucking sunk it in. <laughs> nice. Ended up going limp in my body and my penis. <laughs> she had to put smelling, smelling salts under my nose. <laughs> she did not. You know, she used her gash. Boom! <laughs> God, we're doing bits. We're doing bits here today, folks. <laughs> Still the world's greatest. Oh, podcast. man. It doesn't get any better than this. This is a beer commercial come to life. Holy shit. Hold on. I need to give myself a preemptive. Um... There we go. <laughs> anyway, you had to, you were gone last week. You had a trippy trip. Mm-hmm. You went to uh, see your daughter's band recital. Well, uh, competition. Band Mar- competition. Mar- marching band competition. Right on. What did she play? 
the drum, the biggest bass drum, because she's stronger. Oh, yeah, she's stronger than all the boys. So. <laughs> Which leads point. into another thing that it's Annie Tater Sex. That's her last name, Tater Sex. <laughs> <laughs> now they're they were warming up, and it was like a like a rolling rumble that they were doing, like to just get each other, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> you know, a pretty big from, band from, from smallest drum to to biggest. Yeah, dude, it's, I showed Dutch. It's fucking huge. It's too big to fit on the to fit on the phone. I mean, it was just like I was like accidentally watching the Mountaineer game yesterday, like at a like in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's and, the only way to watch that fucking. Game. And um, and I showed the band for a second, and I, there was like a bunch of silver trombones, and I was like. My only comment the whole time that it was on was like, "Wow, look at all those trombones! <laughs> look at those bones!" I was like, "Look how shiny they are! Like those are beautiful." I like marching bands. I forget which I, album. I was in marching band. I forget which album it was uh, Bright Eyes. Instead of like a traditional drummer, they had a he had a marching band. Have you ever seen the um, play the drums? The Radiohead marching band. No, I haven't. But I'm they play they play like a medley of songs from OK Computer and Kid A. They're playing Creep in this. Oh, are they? In in one of these. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the 20, 25. I remember Richwood's uh, marching band was always stuff. You want to hook that up, bud? I forgot. Gee, I need to get one of these. It's, yeah, it's definitely the length of this. <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know the length. Is pro- it's probably better to have it not needed. Nah, I guess. Maybe I should just get another one that's shorter. But, you know... Oh, it sounds good. Did you record this? Right? They're fucking amazing. It sounds good. Yeah. That's a fucking high school band. That's unfucking real. It sounds you, like a college band. You went band. to a WU game before. Sure. Pre- seen the, pre- the prod. The pregame. That is chilling what they do before the game. When they, you can hear them coming and they run yeah. on the field. You, cool. How many tubas did they have? Do you remember? I have no idea. That's my favorite thing is the, is the big brass. Here's the, the sousaphone. T- the tubas and the trombones. Here's when they were warming up. That's so badass. The rumble. Yeah. I'll roll it back a little bit. Because that's... I played... I think I played almost every instrument in the marching band one year. Yeah. Like, every time we'd go out, I would just put, I would just bring a different instrument, and the teacher wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up something at random. But my favorite was... Piccolo! Why the fuck not? My favorite was the, was the tuba or the or baritone. Those were, like, the big, deep-sounding brass. Here's pictures of my You still daughter. play tuba. Yeah, I've got. Thank a, God, she doesn't look enough like you to look exactly like you. Does she but really you look can, like me? She, there's a little bit in there. There's a little bit of the keen dog. There's Mama. Yeah. Oh, your uh, brother added me on Facebook. And yeah, was, my brother's been adding a bunch of people on Facebook. I was just in awe that he's got his hair. And I was, I've texted Chuck. I was like, How did he get to keep his hair? This is bullshit. Then I remembered my my oldest brother still has his. I'm like, Oh, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this, but Annie is uh, her boyfriend, who's right there. Uh, Dunham, he's a really nice kid. Um, Bet he is. We'll, we ought to kick his ass, though. I'm not doing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not engaging that typical American shotgun. We ought to kick his ass. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, he, I took, it. I took my my niece's fiance before the night before at the rehearsal dinner, and I wrestled him for three straight hours. Did you check the oil? 
Oh, I checked the oil. The kid's <laughs> got stamina. Dick. I'll tell you that. The kid's got stamina. But I was saying he made this. Uh, this was his senior prank, and he hung it in the uh, band room, which, by the way, is bigger, bigger than Golly Bridge High School. And he, I don't know if you can see Annie is, is uh, Captain Marvel in it. And she has a oh, yeah. she has a Captain Marvel expression on her face that look of utter disdain. <laughs> um, okay, let me. I'm gonna see if I can give you a shot of the band room, show you what I'm talking about, how big this. Here's just a, de- a part of it. That's the band room. Well, they actually have uh, sound softening things on their fucking walls and like ours. Ours was just a fucking cinder block room. I could conduct one whole podcast about how shitty her band directors are. And in a way that is debatable on whether it's bad. Okay. I think it's bad because I think it's poor sportsmanship. However, they are the best band. They are the bully band. They go in and beat the shit out of everybody at every competition. No, it's who's it's who's competing for second behind Porta Central all the time. They've never lost. To, I mean, I think that's the the general. So they're the Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> I was gonna say high school marching. They're the nineteen eighties cowboy nineteen eighties cowboys. I mean, I mean, just they would not lose. You know what I mean? So, um, but. The, the band directors are fucking lunatics. They're lunatics. Well, if you're going to be great at something. Well, I understand. Okay, and that's that's the debate we're going to have, okay? But some of the things they do are poor sportsmanship. Like, when they're watching another competition. They turn their backs. They turn their backs. Oh, God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> they really fucking do that. I love it. They said, you're not allowed to clap. You're not allowed to congratulate. You're not allowed to do anything. You cannot look them in the eye. You have to turn around and not watch them. And then when it's time, yes. it's time for you to play, you go out there and kick ass. I was like... Um, they're great, so I guess it works. But they even my daughter intimidation, even, uh, baby. I my daughter is a lot like me. She's nice. She's a sportsman. She's like, I want to say good job to them. Save it for afterwards. You're not allowed to do it then either. Well, I mean, you're never allowed. That's to a do bit it. much. Text them later. You're not allowed to hold know. the doors for them. You're not allowed to do anything for them. Like no, nothing you can do for competition. Um, in, uh, See, when I when I was in marching band, we were terrible. <laughs> Like our, this our, Bridges our high school band. marching band was the middle school marching band, <laughs> yeah. and they weren't good. And I was in this band, yeah. and uh, but we would go like you know play at other places like Mount Hope or uh, Midland Trail, like these other small schools had also had rinky dink bands. Some of them had big bands, but um, and so for us it was like we would like go over and like like hang out with them. It's like hey, you want to jam? We'd go off to the side and like you know like befriend them, like hang out with them and stuff because we were like. Sure, because it was just, that was the, the that was the, when yeah. I was in high school. That was the vibe. Like it was very chill, right? But the, I mean, most musicians are actually really cool people, especially band nerds. Oh yeah, and They're some of the nice. other bands were good. You know, there was a there was a couple, but you know, everybody I could I could feel the collective eye roll when Porta Central took the fucking field because they were like, oh god, here we go. You know what I mean? They come out calling everybody faggots, <laughs> doing the suck it. Ba- that's basically what they should have been doing because you saw how they just. They're never out of step. They have dots that they have to fucking memorize, and they do it over and over and over and over and over. And now, they're just and they're and they're like I said, their band directors are a wife, a daughter. I mean, a a, a husband and wife duo, and they are lunatics. She is fucking. She's still at my daughter for something. Mad at my daughter for something she did in middle school. <laughs> I love it. Annie, Annie was going to go to a concert. Forgot to tell her band director, so they were having a band concert, and her part didn't get to get played. <laughs> Annie felt the I was like, "Honey, um, that was the wrong thing you did." She said, "Yeah, I know, Dad." I was like, "Are you going to do that again?" No, <laughs> you know, she's that's something that really she was not responsible pretty much until that event, and then that changed. She's like, she never does anything like that again. You know, she's always on time. She always, you know, 
is very responsible. Intimidation is a giant part of competition. I'm sure, but I'm I saying know it's but, different. But it's not Sports an athletic competition. I know. Like before, it's not like you're getting on the field and beating the shit out of them. It's not like you have to take their morale. I, well, maybe not, maybe so because you're just like if people who take it real seriously. Like we don't take it seriously. It's not banned. I mean, I you take it seriously because you were in the well more probably more because you were in a marching band and I did, you can see how I, that could be a thing I just told you that I played a different <laughs> instrument every time saying, whether I knew how to play it or not I knew, you knew how to be in we key were, that's all that matters I know I'm just saying that we have no understanding of it yeah I have no so um, I mean I understand intimidation before whenever I was pitching a baseball game my dad would have me and I was big, I was way bigger than everybody else he would have me when I was doing my warm up pitches throw the ball all the fuck over the place so the kids coming up would think that I had no control and they would be scared of the ball because they thought I would hit them. That's and crazy. sometimes I would hit the first person on purpose. <laughs> One time I did hit the first person on purpose. You can kill somebody with a fastball. I hit him in the ribs. This team, this team, they had um, their helmets had cages over okay. them and they wore flak jackets. And when they batted and I was like, Dad, I know that these kids are predetermined to be scared of the ball. So I'm going to hit the first one. And I hit the first one, and I pitched no hitter the rest of the game. And, and <laughs> in, dick, in typical dad fashion, he goes, "Yeah, but you could have had a perfect game." <laughs> oh God! They were they, even they were they were standing so far away from the plate, they could not have touched an outside fastball. So I just dinked it on the outside every single time. It was fucking what amazing. What team was this? This was Beckley East. Yeah. We played them in Fayetteville. You were played for Dixie? No, I played for the UKB All-Stars. Okay. Lowell Thomas was my catcher. Third baseman was Todd Jesus Fleming. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think Jimbo... Uh, Makey play on that team? No, Makey was a little older. Mm-hmm. This is when I was 12. I think maybe Jimbo Truman might have been the first He's baseman. Good was Will on that team? He was, he was in the All-Stars he, one year. He, he, uh, we were on the... Nine and ten year old or ten and eleven year old all stars together. Nine and ten year old, I think. Yeah. I think he's a good hitter. Make he was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I struck him out every time. <laughs> well, he's a he's no, a, he didn't really. <laughs> he I probably did strike him out a few times, but he's just such a he's a big swung so I mean he's a big dude. He swung such a big bat. You know, he's he was real tall, so I, if I remember correctly, if I threw it low, it was harder for him to hit. Yeah. I mean it's not like he never struck out. I mean he's oh, I struck, struck out, out plenty, but all the time. But I'm just saying uh I remember one day we're going up there and we I was supposed to hang out with him and he was doing batting practice. He was crushing it with a fucking fence. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't do that. But yeah, the intimidation is a giant part. That's I mean that's why Conor McGregor does the does uh, his gorilla walk and shit. The gorilla walk, the talking, this the whole just pretending like he doesn't know who you are. Right. That that's a Donald thing. Trump thing too. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. Yeah, just doing. He's known him for thirty years. Um, I never met him. In football, That's your son. <laughs> in football, it's hard to intimidate unless you're just I, that good. I, I went by the crib one time. I don't know. <laughs> it was Ivana's deal. But that's why um, uh, Anderson Silva did his whole thing. Uh, he would, like he would dance at you and yeah. shit. It did end up coming back to bite him. Didn't he get knocked out one time when he did that? He got knocked out when he did it. Then the very next time, he started throwing hard leg kicks against the same guy, Chris Wyman. And Wyman drove his knee right into his shin and snapped that some bitch. I saw. I remember that's happened. I was like, oh. Oh yeah, I shared it on fucking and Facebook that was, for three weeks after. That was the, <laughs> that was pretty much the end of Anderson as the goat. as Anderson as the goat. Yeah, and it's like oh Jesus, he and was the pretty, goat. That's pretty at catastrophic. The, at that point, he was the goat, and his like his demeanor changed. Like he just he he still he still well, he still fights, but it's like he's. Just, I'm a big believer. Though, he's that. just there to to have fun and to sure. cut the paycheck. He still loves it, but he's not he's not in it to win it anymore. He's well, just, I mean, and that's I believe that. I, and I, this is probably why I don't do well, do better in most things in life. 
I believe in humility. I believe in like my favorite, like for example, the, the Andre Agassi versus uh, Pete Sampras thing. Great I was, matches. I, I was a fan of time. Sampras because Sampras was quiet. He would just come in and let his let his tennis do the talking. Pete Sampras, big Pearl Jam fan. Is he? Mm-hmm. He's a cool fucking guy. Like every every interview, he's not a milk toast. Like he was, he's cool. He, he would engage with the interview and stuff like that. But he's a quieter guy. And then uh, I, I guess he was on purpose more flamboyant and stuff like that because he would get in people's heads, you know. Um, and yeah, I remember my, my mom used to watch tennis all the time, and I didn't want to watch it, and I made the mistake. Tennis is sort of fun I, to well, watch. I sat down, made the mistake, and sat down watching it one time, and I was fucking hooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it was a Michael Chang versus um, I can't remember who was playing. Chang was a great fucking tennis player. Shooting down I used to play walls it. of heartache, Michael Chang. <laughs> and me and me and Will and uh, me and Will and your brother used to play tennis at the at the Golly tennis courts back when they were still in. Was it Bradley surprisingly good? He was. Yeah, he's that's what I was saying. He's he was fast. committed. Yeah, like he can sprint. Yeah, he can. I mean, I can't. I didn't get that. And, <laughs> yeah, and like he had terrible form and all this stuff, but he could, you know, he could. And he's strong too. Yeah, like he, he and he could be very competitive. I was oh, always you think <laughs> it's no. terrible. We, uh, whenever I was playing in a man with your brother Will, we would um, we'd go to Nicholas County Memorial Park and they had that the basketball court there, and we would just play pickup games, just bullshitting around a bunch of nerdy musicians and a couple of my friends. And Will would get super combat. He was like diving on balls and shit. Oh God! Imagine be- imagine being his younger brother. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I, he crushed me at everything. <laughs> well, see, I crushed my bro- my older brother at everything. That, that older created brother. a dynamic between us. I actually think I actually think that the falling out that my brother and I have had is the result of me winning the last Street Fighter two turbo tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. He lost his mind after that. Who did he use? We, we both use Ryu. <laughs> oh, so both, both good calls. I use. I use the that game. I use the classic I'm white. Sure I have. I use the classic white in the first player position, and he uses the light blue in the second player position. See, Ryu and Ken are your two best overall fighters. They have a good balance of power, speed. How stuff. long ago was this tournament? This would have been sometime twenty like, years ago, maybe two thousand. Seven. Oh wow! So, yeah, almost it had been 12, 12 years ago. That was the last wow. time we, we and it just bo- finally boiled over somewhere around because he because he he always beat me. I could never ever beat him. And we did a game. We did a match of best of a hundred, and it went into overtime. See, I, I I can experience that because we were playing Street Fighter Two at uh, a buddy of mine's house, and all, and everybody was lined up, and I beat people with blanket in forty straight matches. <laughs> and they were getting so fucking mad. But that game will enrage you. It will matter. <laughs> because you. Blank is a cheating fighter. Like, if you can get up close enough to it and bang the fucking punch button real quick, it'll electrocute you. He'll kick you with his back turned. But you All can, kinds of crazy But you can, sweep, you can sweep him out of the shotgun. You can. You really can. And also, but his punch where he throws that low punch that low, fucking that big reaches punch. across the fucking screen. I mean, it's, it's a rough one. Um, the only sport my brother and I ever played against each other one on one was always basketball. And he was 6'4. Jesus. And he could dunk. And I was, but at that time he was six four. Whenever I was twelve years old, so I was five seven eight something like that. And so what I did was I I said let's not play against these. Let's let's play in the front yard, and I'll be the point guard, and and you be you, and I'll just throw oops to you or bounce passes to so you can practice because you actually play basketball. I'm never going to really play. So we would do that, and I got really good at throwing oops to him. So then we would go down to Dixie Grade School. And do two on two pickup games, and I was just dropping dimes. <laughs> I, I could handle the ball halfway decent. I did dribble two or three times, and, I, and he would. I'd look at him, and he'd cut, and I just throw an oop to him. And usually, he didn't actually make the dunk, but he would lay it in or something. And we were just 
fucking schooling people. All those honkies up fucking whatever holler that is at Goat Holler right beside Dixie Gray School. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want that smoke. I was, uh, until a certain point, a a pretty good basketball player. Like, I was... See, I'm always... Did they call you white chocolate? (laughs) They didn't. I I wasn't anything like that. (laughs) I mean, although almost every time we played salt versus pepper game, we we always won. Um, What's salt versus pepper? Black versus white. Well, white kids versus black kids. Boy, did we really do that back then? Sure, you guys. Did? And it wasn't. It wasn't anything racial. It was just just fun. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah I mean, like it, they were, it, we were all friends. Bill would go play. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just it, like, not, like, not a boom, racial thing. Like Boomer and places like that, and a few other places. It seemed like like there was a, a kind of a natural segregation that occurred. But there, there was, but there yeah. wasn't ill will. No, there wasn't. Everybody played together and got Especially along. Especially the kids. The kids. You would have racial things pop up every now and then, but the kid who did it was always a prick. Yeah, like, he's and, a. And nobody liked it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, on either side. Like if they would, if the if the black kid would say something to the white kid, like man, fuck you, man. And on, and the same thing. Yeah. So that was kind of like democracy and work. Like it's sure. almost like things will work themselves out if we just hang out with each other. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> but um, I was good at. I could like. I was good at ball town. I could go between my legs and go around my back and all that shit. And people didn't wouldn't expect me to do that. Because they'd look at me and like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, here here I go. Here yeah. I go doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, okay. can you believe it? And then. Um, Good at layups Good at drives Like I used to drive I was a very aggressive Basketball player I remember uh, Coach Dean um, Had to restrain me He was just like we're, You're good at driving But we're setting up An offense He's just like You know You gotta not be so aggressive I saw you know, great I saw Coach, coach Dean In Kroger's The other day mm-hmm. Hasn't changed a bit No he hasn't He ages He has not aged I saw him I don't even remember It's him. been about I didn't go to school either, It's been last year Or a year before And um yeah, we talked. I, he's always been one of my favorite teachers. He was a real decent dude. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not a yeah. I mean, I had very interesting in class because he would get really you know into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, he, he 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 didn't. His class wasn't usually boring. And but an extremely demanding basketball coach. Like he had a playbook, all kinds of shit for middle school basketball. So and that's and it, and it paid off, man. Because we had I remember I didn't learn a single play, of course, but. Um, <laughs> All the other kids did, and we would go out and we beat uh, we beat Montgomery, we beat uh, Fayetteville, we beat a bunch of good teams. Like us and Montgomery had a, we had a tournament up at, up at Golly Bridge and beat them two games out of three. And I remember uh, they're my friends now, but uh, a couple of kids from Montgomery were going to jump me because we won the game. I was just like, "You're going to jump me because you didn't know how to play basketball?" You know, it's, <laughs> they they'd have fucked you up, dude. Well, there's two of them. Yeah, well, it's fucking mean, middle school. Yeah, but you're the fucking. Genetic Jack? No, I'm the genetic Jack Hammer. You're the uh, West Virginia Wolverine. I'm the Allegheny Ape. The I wasn't at that point. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. You're not, On the this inside, you It's were. not something you acquire. It's within. <laughs> There's thunder in your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always been there. The question okay. is, when will you choose Can you reach to be down? who you were born to be? <laughs> or will you still remain... See, I would like to see, I would like to see a... a, a a movie where somebody's giving that speech and the kid's like, I don't know. Okay. You know, I like video games. Reacts, <laughs> react, reacts with disdain. <laughs> Whatever. Pete, Pete Sampras slept No, he just looks up, yeah. looks up from his phone and goes, what? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like the what kid is? on fucking Shot of the Dead. Hashtag gay. <laughs> He's sitting there fucking typing and then he calls, he calls, it's Rafe Spall is who it is, who was in the big short and you would never know he's a Brit. Oh yeah, I mean he he had real big gums, and then he somehow got that fixed, and then he wasn't chubby anymore. He turned into a tall, extremely attractive dude who played an American. I'm just like, wait a second, that's the kid who said hello, mate, on fucking uh, <laughs> on Shaun of the Dead, and he's sitting there 
fucking shirt untucked. <laughs> He's like, I thought you went on uh, social gatherings. We well, only talk to your dad. <laughs> it's just and shot of the dead. I watched it the other day. It's fucking tremendous. It is tremendous. I haven't seen um, World's End yet. World's End is great. It's part of the I, Cornetto trilogy. I enjoyed it very much. I didn't realize that was a thing. The Cornetto trilogy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and World's End. Have you seen any of those? No. You haven't seen Shaun of the Dead? Uh, yeah, I did, but it's been a long time. Oh, it's like I've, maybe I've watched it once. Or- Hot Fuzz is good, too. Not quite as good. Um, well, I don't know. It, it's got its moments where it's yeah, I like fucking it laugh out loud funny. The Hound is in it. The Hound. <laughs> um, World's End is uh, basically just a bunch of friends wanting to go... And re- drink one more time. Drink one more time at the bar called the World's End, and ins- they're doing a bar insist. crawl, aren't they? Yeah, it's something like that. But yeah. the the end was at the World's End, and it came out right around. That's the same also time that's as, also uh, the name of a Pirates of the Caribbean film. Yes. at World's End, <sighs> which was completely fucking. I remember garbage. it being unwatchable, but anyway, it, it came out. <laughs> yeah. It came out. You the are same, correct. It came out at the same time as This Is the End. So you had two end of the world buddy movies. And this is the end was fucking hilarious. This is the end is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Well, it really comes apart at the end, but Well, I mean, that's fine. I know, but the, like the, the whole was, the first three quarters of it is I watched it as with, funny as I watched it with Carrie and we usually had the same taste. I mean, she was Carrie liked a lot of good things. But she hated it. And I was sitting there going, "You hate this?" She's like, "This is stupid." I was just like, "Michael Sarah is a fucking cokehead. <laughs> He's getting his ass eaten. <laughs> Who just cussed everybody out?" And then he got hit by that pole and said, "Where the fuck is my phone?" <laughs> oh, there it is. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen is Michael Sarah being an asshole cokehead. I mean, that's that's so out of character that it's, I mean, that's a given that you're going to do that. Danny McBride and uh, wasn't he just himself in that? Yeah, they were all just themselves. And then Emma Watson was in it, and she stole everybody's shit. Yeah. Hermione stole our shit! Yeah, everybody played themselves. <laughs> they just played the heightened version. Well, and as for Michael Sarah, he played just a ridiculous version of what Aziz he might be. was falling down the pit. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, no, I can't, I can't save him. <laughs> they didn't save him. Uh, who was it? Uh, it was uh, Keith Ro- Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Sorry, doll. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite people ever. He's hilarious. You know his stand-up. Like, he does songs. I've never seen songs. him do stand-up. It's very funny. His songs are very funny. I just like him in movies, like when he's in uh, fucking Knocked Up. I can't let you in this club. Yeah. You old as fuck. <laughs> I mean, not too old for Earth. <laughs> I mean, for this club, not for the Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I would tear that ass up. <laughs> and she was hot. Deb. She oh, was yeah. just a bitch. I'm trying to find one of his, his songs. I like him in uh, The Office. Well, he's in. Um, so I've got some ASMR. He's in uh, um, a movie called Rapture Palooza with um, I forget who's in it. The big tooth girl, Anna Kendrick, and some other dude. <laughs> Sorry, John's getting me with that fucking shit. <laughs> and it's very funny. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's about the uh, rapture, the rapture, but like everybody's just like okay, nobody really like, cares. They're, they're trying to. Stop it or whatever, but but they're all shockingly cavalier about the entire thing. I love that. What uh, the first time I heard Juno that was quotes. on Juno. Yeah, yeah, Juno quotes. I'm telling you that I'm pregnant, and you're being shockingly cavalier. You know what sucked for me is that like my music act it was called Juno. Yeah, and I came up with that name and like like I trademarked it or whatever. Like it was, it yeah. was my thing, probably 2006 or 2005 somewhere in there, and. um and then, and then, right at the time when I'm starting to try to like 
you know, starting to play out and starting to become sort of more popular as a band, that goddamn movie came out. And no one was able to was yeah. was able to read Separate. that it said Juno. They all Juno. called everyone at the at the shows. Yeah, Juno, we love Juno. Like, no, you don't. Why didn't you just change it to Juno? Because there's already like <laughs> a bunch of other bands oh, called that. Okay, yeah. But Juno, there's only there there were only two, and now I think there's like three. Like there've been a bunch of Junos. That reminds me of Spinal Tap. I, I don't know if the other people pronounce it Juno. How good is Spinal Tap? <laughs> We were the. Is that a brain? We were the. Shirt? We were the the yeah, regulars. That's why I, I was going to show you. Yeah, it's like my, should, it's Kyle's old band. Yeah, you should you should take a picture of me and tag him or Where'd something. Where'd you find that at? Josh Leg gave it to me. I still got loser shirts. We talk about Josh Leg off the pod. Yeah. Anyway, oh that's ooh, God. I hate it when the selfie cam comes up. Yeah, it's worst. I have to see my own. That face. sure is a shiny phone. Yeah, I got it's awfully phone. shiny for something that can't take screenshots on Facebook. What the fuck? It, I uh, uninstalled the app and reinstalled it, and oh, I can out. now. But it's, it. I mean, I knew that would probably work, but it's a lot funnier to make the post I did <laughs> because for a while there, I couldn't take screenshots on Facebook, and oftentimes, if some somebody that we know says something stupid on there, I like to take a screenshot and send it to John or you, or, and we get to have a laugh about them, and and uh, and then I couldn't do it anymore, so I made a post about how I couldn't do it anymore, and. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. Relatable. For a while, I couldn't do it. Yeah. When it said for security reasons. I don't know if you noticed, but I uh, suspended my Facebook account. Uh, Sus- yeah. Suspended it? I know. Deactivated. Well, was it I late didn't, I didn't too do- many times? <laughs> this guy. It was a 10-day suspension. <laughs> too many tardies. Um, that's a three-day. Um, no, it was. Uh, it's just deactivated. Like, I didn't delete it or anything, but that way I could still use Messenger and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but I'm trying to get rid of it, too. Like, for some reason, that triggers a lot of anxiety in me. Just yeah. social media does. Yeah. I mean, I had an Instagram. I don't use it. Um, I had a Snapchat. I got rid of it. I just can't do it. So It's definitely not for everybody. I like being anonymous and isolated in, in, in a lot of ways that way i feel like i can yeah like I, I put a post up about donald trump the other day and i was so fucking mad that i did it like because i was it was not complimentary of course and then i saw a bunch of people who saw it and there i knew they were gonna be talking shit so, so that to me you're, you're like yes, anticipating it made me tense what shit storm is coming exactly so and you know one of them especially is a donald trump acolyte i mean he's fucking he can't stand it when i say anything about it he always has to fucking well i mean somebody has to stand up for the god emperor of all mankind yeah <laughs> Got a point <laughs> um, He's doing great The whole world is against him Except sure. for everybody Yeah Well there, there's that thing with Syria And um, Let me say That I don't That I agree with Withdrawing troops But let me also say That the way he did it Was fucking stupid I mean it was just And 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 really A, a massive betrayal It is such a Donald Trump On brand thing to do this ally that we had for 30 fucking years who fought and bled with us. Now, I know we none of this table agrees with war. We don't. But I don't I don't agree with having an ally and just abandoning them and then and then letting a, a country who said basically that they're going to ethnic cleanse go ahead and fucking do it and then claiming victory and you did something that you did something good after it's fucking begun. Well, what happened after that was they allied up with somebody else. Exactly. Now, this guess who? Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, that's the thing. I mean, do you, is it a coincidence that that's what Vladimir Putin wanted? No, it isn't. I mean, it's that fucking moron. Like I said on the post, here's what the post said. It said, um, 
you know that I got to hand it to old Vladimir Putin for the price of a security tape. He has been able to destabilize and depower the United States for the next fucking hundred years. He's really done that because those things come in about hundred year cycles. Have you so, ever seen the pictures of him riding a horse with no shirt on? <laughs> of course I have. I like when they Photoshop a bear in it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the most recent one he did? No. He's just like in the mountains, like just hiking, and there's just pictures of him kind of just hanging out in the mountains, like at a really high altitude for his vacation. And yeah, they weren't, near, but um. You know, making him look like he was <clears throat> in tune with nature and stuff like that. Sort of like what Donald Trump's son did a couple of years, a year or so. Sure. But, uh. You take a picture of me. Yeah, I'm a fan. I like, I, I kind of like Russia. I like the whole. I mean, I don't. These make sure to flex. I don't like them any more than any other country, but I just kind of like the. Their style right now. Like, they're. They're like, uh, you know. It's just something that would be interesting to be in a movie that the, the just the way the Russians are now. I don't know. Well, sure. I mean, it's just interesting. Well, and then he he had a a, a rare cutting remark against Russia about against the Soviet Union, but it's not going to. Vladimir Putin's laughing all the way to the fucking bank. I mean, he's uh, Russia's power has now grown, and you know I cannot believe that all these 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 people who fucking follow him can't see this. Oh. Um, um, you guys are doing good. I like. Um, I'm just gonna play. You can keep talking. No, I'm. I'm just saying. Shit, my bad. <laughs> and I was just saying too. Um, <laughs> is that from fucking Rocky Four, <laughs> the national anthem of Russia? <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was in there. I it's, think it's from. I think that's from the, the movie. Oh, it this particular like, clip. You mean? Yes, could be. It's because it sounds exactly like it. But um. Just a beautiful tune. The Kurds are like almost like the Israelis in that part of the world. They're Christian largely because they're an ethnic group, so you're going to have different religions. But they're mostly Christian. Um, they are one of the few groups to treat their women in a in egalitarian way. Like they, the the women of the Kurds are notorious for being strong, tough fighters. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. a really. From from all accounts, a really cool group. Like they're they don't as far as the Middle East goes. Well, okay, of course. But yeah. I'm saying they're not so patriarchal. They try not to be such shits, and that's really cost them. So, well, that's one of the reasons the United States got along with them because we like to at least think of ourselves as more egalitarian. And now we've been fighting with them for thirty years, and they and they have proven their metal a thousand times over. And that stupid son of a bitch. Turns his back on him and pulls all our troops out. Even the troops are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" We know we've known these people. Turkey's going to come right in. And what happened? A, a day after he fucking did it, here they fucking come. Just like he said, they said they were going to. And then he tried to word a letter. Here's the thing that gets me about him. That letter was tremendous. Can you pull up that letter? Let's, let's, let's that go letter is tremendous. I want to go over this letter. We need to go over that letter. I also got a statement from somebody else, um, but it's about a completely unrelated thing. So. It doesn't really matter. Let me find this fucking letter. It was in our messages, I know. I sent him a message with it because I thought it was funny. There it is. Now, this letter um, is from... The President of the United States. Donald Trump, God Emperor of all mankind. God Emperor of all mankind. I'm going to start calling him uh, the terms from Dune. Muadib. Muadib. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right. uh, It's addressed to... um, Erdogan, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Erdogan. And it says, Dear Mr. President, should I do the Trump voice? Dear Mr. President. Yes, please. Let's work out a good deal. You don't want to be responsible for the slaughtering 
for slaughtering thousands of people. It's going to be millions, by the way. And I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy. <laughs> and I will. I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Brunson. I don't even know who that is, Pastor Brunson. Pastor Brunson. Inside I've, joke. I don't know. I have worked hard to solve some of your problems. Don't let the world down. This is where it gets good. You can make a great deal. General, uh, what is it? Muslim is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they uh, would never have made in the past. I am confidentially, confidentially, confidently. It's uh, it says confidential. Oh, does it really? Yeah, enclosing a copy of this letter to me just received. History will look upon you favorably if you get this done the right and humane way. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. That's tremendous. <laughs> don't, don't be a tough guy. Don't, don't be, be a fool. fool. I, I will call, call you later. <laughs> gold. Solid gold. It is so good. That's like a threatening letter you get from another guy in high school. That's exactly what it should be. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the government is nothing more than the mafia. Sure. You want protection? Maybe, maybe we get a little bit off the Heard top there. I don't know. Heard some things. Uh, he did. It's the same thing. I'd hate for you to uh, have problems. <laughs> well, it's a nice house you got there. Be ashamed if something happened to it. We don't want any problems. I love that. That's one of the most see, iconic gestures. We don't want there to be any problems. <laughs> so I watched Casino last night. Oh, God. It's so fun. It is good. It is so good. It's fucking long. It's oh, three it's, hours long. It's mad long. I started at five o'clock. I just finished it before you guys. Went <laughs> yeah. It was two tapes, two VCR tapes. <laughs> I remember back in the day. I remember anybody had that. You know, we've got so casino. We, like we'd always watch half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you rewind the other one? <laughs> oh fuck! You idiot! It's gonna be six now. We gotta wait twenty five minutes for the fucking thing to rewind. <laughs> Unless he had one of those rewinders. Yeah, which would just tear the tape eventually because it was just too. Rough yeah, it. it was too much. What's the other letter? Is that is it addressed to us at the pillar four? No. I thought that's what you were talking about. No, it's uh, <laughs> um, it came out. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton made a statement about Tulsi Gabbard. About Tulsi, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And uh, Tulsi responds, "I heard fucking Tulsi. smoke." Yeah, great. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has taken the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We Absolutely. wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know. Fuck. Now we know it was you, through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's clear now that this primary is between uh, you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Just join the race directly. I mean, she has been being held down. She's been. Um, that was a wordy letter. It was, but it was, but it was a. She, she just, it was. It's one of those that was wordy and aggressive. It was, like, I like those. It yeah. might as well have been a suicide note. <laughs> She's going to die now. No, she isn't. No, they probably. That's, that's too. And she accused her. Profile. She accused her of being a Russian asset, and she's like on all these high level. Um, See committees that they have for some reason. This is what kills me. That just helps. Shut up that helps Donald Trump. It does. She's. See, they'll call anybody a Russian operative. I can hear him fucking right now. She can. She is the only one I think that can beat him, and they're not going to let her. They're not going to let it happen. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hot fucking yeah, hot president who's a thirty-eight hard ass. So what? What? What happened to Bernie? Why is Why is Bernie no longer man? He's old. People don't believe. Yeah, but because he's so frail and old. Well, basically, I mean, 
He was I, as I'm energetic. Kinda, I'm kind of with him. I'm sorry. And he kind of got. Oh yeah. He, he kind of got. Uh, he kind of got demoralized when he got shot down last time. Yeah. Whenever he cuffed the DNC, to shut, Hillary, him, the, the DNC I, shut shut I him down. Officially let go of him. But he, at the debate the other night, he was as energetic as ever. He has a catchphrase now. I wrote the damn bill. He says, <laughs> says it every time. He waits for his. I wrote the damn bill. Then he waits for the applause. <laughs> like like he's Schneider walking in. <laughs> when fucking, That's a fucking deep cut. <laughs> fucking when Schneider. Fucking one day at a time or whatever. It was one day at a time, right? Ms. Uh, Ms. Romano. <laughs> Waits for the applause to die down Like it's Dwayne Soap rolled up in Dwayne his fucking Wayne sleeve. in a different world God, God. Before he can start saying his lines <laughs> Kadeem Hardison But he uh, Yeah um, He seems like he's better Because he had like that giant blockage And it really can cut down your energy But he seems as energetic as ever But now Everybody's like Yeah but he had a heart attack though He's 80 I'm like yeah I get it and so, mm. <laughs> Maybe If I mean And I don't agree with Nearly any of uh, Tulsi Gabbard's Things except she's wanting to end all these wars that are the reason why everybody hates us to begin with. And again, I agree with ending it's all the first, the wars. It's the first thing she it. always talks about. But I'm the saying very first thing. But I'm saying that that you don't abandon an ally. That'd be like you know you're in a street fight that well you started, and yeah. then and then somebody comes up to help you because they because they recruited a bunch of their friends, and then you're both bloodied, and you turn around and say well. I got to get out of here. And you fucking turn your back and leave him. That's exactly what that fucking is. I got a box of spaghetti in the truck. <laughs> We've been hard, hitting hard spaghetti. My ice cream. My ice cream's going back. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. It's fish food. I've got a deer strap to the hood of my truck that needs to be dressed. There's going to be bacon needs. Uh, and you're, you're, I, I, you're <laughs> using that analogy to describe the Syria thing? What were we yes. talking about? Okay. Because we were talking about Tulsa. I got just to clear. Yeah, she's, all, she's a Russian asset. She's a... Uh, an Assad apologist where there's no, they talk about how he gassed his people or whatever. There's no proof of that. It's a false flag. Just like the thing where uh, they took down a, a drone. Uh, Iran took down a drone. Or oh, and they, that's, and they, that's bullshit. And they yeah. lied about them using chemical weapons on yeah. their people and shit. Yeah. You see, the Kurds are one of the victims of all that chemo- of all the chemical weapons and gassing. I mean, the Arabs hate the Kurds because the Kurds are a different ethnic group. So you have the Iraqis hate them. The Syrians hate them. You know what I mean? And ironically, they're going to the Syrians for help and they're going to the Russians for help. What so didn't... we have abandoned an ally that was a massive stabilizing force with us. It's a stupid fucking thing to do and of course Donald Trump would do it because he's a fucking moron and he's just uh, am I wrong about this? I mean, You're ab- 100% wrong about it. <laughs> Thank you. He's the god emperor of all mankind. Muadib. I mean, Muadib. I mean I'm not going to say <laughs> once Dune comes out, I'm not going to say that he he's not showing some wear from all the interdimensional <laughs> travel that he does because that's going to be hard on person you're not going to function as well. I get it. He's a little slow. He says some funny things. But he's a time traveler for Christ's sake. <laughs> he has to go back and watch all those early shows of the cars with his son Rick Ocasek yeah. Baron <laughs> I mean Be charitable Hashtag Baron Trump Is Rick Ocasek <laughs> You need to get on that <laughs> He's prevented World War 3 And World War 4 In just two years Yeah I, I, I I'm sorry He's right I mean Here's what Here's what we need to Somebody to do John uh, John Will Shatter I need you to look up A picture of uh, Dune The God Emperor of Dune one of the covers of one of those books and it has a giant sandworm guy on it and Photoshop Trump's face in it. We need that. Now, this could be any any of our uh, unpaid interns. John Will Shatter, John Radcliffe. Uh, sure. Adam Bryant. Any of them. Any, We're not going to do it. Anybody. I mean, 
Yeah, we're too lazy. I mean, no, I s- we're we're important people. Yeah, we're busy. We're busy. we have to prepare for next week's show. Let Jesus show you, Christ! Let me show you what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, if you guys do uh, need a way to support us, go to tpublic.com slash user slash pillow fort radio and go buy one of our t-shirts they're on sale right now i think the regular ass shirts are what uh 12 bucks 13 they're like 13 now but they're on sale for the next couple days or something yeah tpublic.com slash user slash pillow fort radio get any of our great designs we got the old school logo can't you also get like mugs and hoodies yeah you can get mugs hoodies that's the um, coolest fucking thing like a like a baseball phone yes i saw them Ringer, ringer shirts baseball shirts i tried to i'll need to put up more designs that look good on each color on each shirt like this baseball shirt they only look good in white so yeah. i need to find a good design that'll look good on white um yeah well, there's the, the original sweatshirts. the original looks good on yeah, white. it would look good on yeah. white there's sweatshirts uh hoodies hooded sweatshirts can't i think they got reasonably priced zip ups can't believe we have merch phone cases you can actually get the pillow fort radio logo on a goddamn pillow you can get it on a tapestry Whatever you want. It's all there. Tpublic.com slash user slash pillow fort radio. I can't believe we don't have to pay for that. I mean, they get a giant cut of the... Yeah, I, but I'm <laughs> saying... They get, know, like, it, all of it. Right. Like, the, I ordered a shirt, and they're basically, our cut is $3. They're basically taking all of their risk no, out of it. No, they're doing all the fucking work. All, all yeah, I did was yeah. upload some shitty designs exactly. that I threw together. <laughs> I mean, I was going to do that anyway. I, I need to... I would like to do that with some of my artwork if I could ever start You can absolutely out. do that. But um, J- Josh's wife... Complimented it. She said, she said, "I really like the designs." Oh, really? Yeah, they are yeah. good. I, like I don't them. think she listen. I don't think she listens to the show or anything. I don't know, but she was like, "I really like." You know, he just said that they look good. Oh, cool. How many have we sold? Just the one, just mine, the one I bought. Because well, nobody I, knows. About I'm a, it. I'm a, I was going to buy like two or three. Well, I'm going to get uh, one. I get paid. I'm, you can all there. It's the app I use to make the designs, except for the original logos. Uh, is I think it's the logo it or something. Let me find it. It is Logo Pit Plus. Logo Pit Plus. So if you guys, if anybody there on the, on the uh, internet wants to m- make us a design for a logo and text it to me, I'll upload it to the site and we'll say thank you and not give you a cut of the money because we rarely get a cut of the money. Go fuck yourselves. When we can give you a dollar fifty. Yeah, we'll keep doing this for free. Jesus. Yeah. If we ever start making money, then we'll start. You owe us, if anything. It actually, yeah. co- it actually costs me money. Yeah, this costs me money. It costs you money. I got to drive. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all, besides Dutch, we all got to drive. And then Kratom cost. Yeah, the Kratom cost, uh, the 15, 15, 16 bucks a month about. For, Speaking of, a buddy of mine has got like 10 strains. 10 strains of Kratom? Yes. Of the Tom? Green, green, well, it's got he's got uh, Green John Kong. Hell Green yeah. Ming Da. Hell yeah. Green Indo. Mm. Um, Rolling red, down the red street, Bali. drinking Indo. Red Bali, which is good. Kratom juice. It is good. I remember that. Um, that was the first Kratom I ever took. God, I wish I could recapture that feeling of the first time I it took It really Kratom. is like heroin, just chasing that dragon. Well, actually, no. If you quit taking it for a long time, it is oh, yeah. like you never took it. Yeah. Because I, did, I, I barely took any when we went to Michigan, and I came back and... Knocked out a giant fucking dose. I got to finish that story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We tend to go off subject. No, no. I mean, that's I've I'd forgotten it myself. All right. So, mom fails to heed heed the fact that it is an outdoor band concert in Michigan. (laughs) 
in October. In October. <laughs> so she barely brought any warm clothes. So we, she had a blanket, a fleece blanket she had to bring up there and wrap herself up in it and lean against me to keep out of the wind. Because it's windy as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Michigan's fucking cold. But man, I showed you pictures of the school and all that shit. That was a smaller school. I mean, it's just a really nice place around that area. The economy's crazy. But anyway. Um, what do they got going on there for the economy? Because when I think of Michigan, I think of... I don't cars. really know in that area because the, the just, cars. Thing. I think just generally, just generally, they just have. Um, it's mostly supported by industry, sure, and a history of industry, right? Like they have factories and stuff. Oh yeah, they do. But I mean, I think they got steel plants up there and stuff. I don't know what I'd have to check to see what the uh, what all the things were around these places because there there was definitely not any manufacturing going on in that city. It's too clean. Um, but anyway, then we forgot to. Reserve a hotel room in advance. Oh, hell. That wouldn't have been a big deal because it's Portage fucking Michigan. Who the fuck goes in? Let, let me go spend an October day in scenic Portage. Um, and it was Western Michigan's fucking homecoming. Jesus. So every hotel is packed to the fucking rafters. The Broncos, Western Michigan? I think yes. the Broncos. Um, and so we did luck out. We walked into an Econa Lodge, which is a piece of shit hotel. And... And he said, we get, can we get a room? And he said, um, yeah, you lucked out because our last room just got a cancellation. Place was fucking booked. No vacancy. And uh, we got that room. So then all that, you know, came through. And we, you know, we went and saw Joker with Annie um, and her boyfriend. We need to talk about that. Have you got to see it yet? I saw it. Oh, hell yeah. We can talk about it at length. Yes. Um, and then uh, we were on our way back. And we drove mom's cadenza, that really white, that really nice white Kia car. And it started to miss. And I could feel it like when we were in town. I was just like, well, maybe it's just the road, but it would, you know, shake a little bit and then it would keep going. Well, we get to about three hours away from home, Dublin, Ohio, which is just outside of Columbus. And the car really starts to fuck up. Oh, no. So we're calling people and the check engine light is flashing. They said, well, if it was just on, it's one thing. Yeah, but it's flashing. So we pulled over at the, we found the nearest Kia, nearest Kia dealership in Dublin, Ohio. Um, went in there and, you know, he said, you know, asked what the problem. I said, we, we don't know. You know, you need to check it and find, it turned out it's a coil. He said, okay, we can get another coil. It'll be a couple hours. Said, That's fine. We'll just sit here. And by the way, mom being mom, it is Dublin, Ohio, so it was probably a Fox News enclave. She threw that motherfucker right on MSNBC. Didn't care. <laughs> Grabbed the changer and said, yep, this is what we're watching. Yep. So- <laughs> yeah, she, she gets to pick which lies she hears. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, then, turns out it's not the coil. It's something wrong with the, uh, I can't remember, the injector or something like that. So they just happen to have one out back, and, they, and they're going to fix it. Well, by this time, it's getting near to be six. And he said, well, <laughs> here's the real telltale sign how bad it was. Do you have anything you have to do tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, work. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, uh, okay, well, we're going to try to fix this, but you should, maybe we should think about rent a car or something like that. I'm like, oh, Christ. So it doesn't work. Like, they think they got it fixed. It turns out the cylinder has bad comp- compression. They might have to get a brand new engine in the fucking car. Jesus. It's one of those hundred thousand mile warranties on those things. Too. Oh, it's still it's good bumper to bumper. It's still good. Um, That's the one thing about Kias. They're tremendous cars. Kias and Hyundai's, they both have that same warranty. But then we're driving back, and they give us a Jeep Renegade, which, by the way, 
Did you like that? It's not a fucking Jeep. You didn't like that? No, I didn't. Um, it was a fine car, I guess. I mean, it was it was advanced. It had all the shit you need, but and it didn't drive bad or anything. It's just not a Jeep. I was just like, this is. This is I said, I explained it like it's like a Suzuki Samurai fucked a Ford Escort, and not well. I mean, it's just it was that kind of shoddy slapdash kind of you know whatever. And um, me and mom get into a, a screaming fight in the middle of Columbus because I'm going too fast. Oh. Because mom apparently doesn't understand that people in Columbus downtown at night drive like fucking maniacs. So you have to fucking keep you're, with the flow of traffic right. or you're going to get in, a, in an accident. You're in a different world. So she's like, I need to slow down. I said, shut up, screaming at her because she's yelling at me. And she yells back at me. And we didn't talk for like an hour. Um, and I tried and I explained it to her. And we got home okay. But eh, man, it, that was is a fucking nightmare. It's one of the worst trips I've ever been on. Besides seeing Annie, which was great. So um, how is she? She's doing well. She's doing great. Um, that leads into another story, real quick. Annie has decided her senior year. She a junior right now? No, she is a senior. She's a senior. But I'm saying to, to for for dramatic for dramatic purposes, she is going to wrestle. Hell and yeah! She's going to wrestle the boys. Well, hell yeah! So. I'm both so proud and also so scared for her. This is Michigan wrestling. Yeah, it's not going to go well, but I mean, it's an accomplishment getting in there and scrapping. Well, and she's not, she's, she's tough. She won't admit, you know, that, you know, but I'm just afraid that they're going to try to hurt her on purpose is what I'm afraid of. She should, um, if she does that, so. if she does that, tell her to cross train and start taking some BJJ. But you can't use that in wrestling. You absolutely can. Can you? I mean, like, you can use, there you are techniques that apply. You can't use like a, you can't choke somebody out. But the but the sweeps and passes and things that like and the defenses and stuff that they use can throw wrestlers off, especially some high school kid that doesn't know shit. But Annie's built like me. She's a brick. She's you know we're extremely dense and muscular. You know what I mean? Even though we carry a little bit of extra weight, yeah. that's just the way we're built. And um, y- you know. I remember the ex-wife. Yeah, she had a son, and I, I love the kid. We're still, you know, all still friends. But she used to take it, and she was not even she was smaller than he was, and they would wrestle, and she would throw him around like a rag doll. I mean, it was just so much stronger than he was. And um, plus, she's I've taught her how to power lift, and you know, and she's going to do this wrestling training and stuff. I said, <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> This song's about a guy wanting to fucking chick, and we're talking about your daughter. This is very inappropriate. It's extremely inappropriate. <laughs> he was just thinking, you know, about the word. <laughs> the brick. Right? I, I got the brick it. House. It's fine. I um, could have put, she's a brick, and I'm falling slowly up. I guess. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. Is a song about abortion or a song about <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about your daughter. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, no, but uh, she's going to really train and... Um, <laughs> Turn the fucking thing <laughs> He just told you to get off the phone <laughs> um, No but I'm Taking the phone away I'm, I'm just I'm My mom's nervous We're, we're all nervous But we're excited. I don't think in, So proud of her I don't think they will Try to hurt her on purpose I mean they'll, they'll try to win And win quick But I don't think They're going to try to hurt her right. It's just It might be Yeah I mean But Annie's so She's one of these 
people but, but, that even getting manhandled would not bother her. You know, let's I mean? put it this way: like, yeah, given what I know about her, it seems like it would just be excellent character building. Sure, to challenge yourself to do something out of the norm and to know that you're facing, you know, and the odds it might come in handy work. learning how to wrestle later in life. Sure, and hell well, yeah, you know, and yeah, in case she's ever attacked or something like that, or you know what I mean. It's one of the best martial arts. Yeah. Really, I wish I would have learned. Like, yeah, wrestling. Like, I wanted to wrestle. I remember ever since I saw, and I've told, I think I said this before. Ever since I saw the Wonder Years episode where he wrestles, he's on the joins the wrestling team. I wanted to wrestle, and I even tried to get it going. Like it falls you. Like tried to get other people interested, like petition to get a wrestling team, but didn't work. Didn't work, and so I never had that opportunity. Well, one of my favorite wrestling episodes of a show is uh, the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Hell yeah! Because the older Pete wanted just a varsity letter so he could attract girls. But then that kid fucking hated him, transferred to another school just so he could wrestle. <laughs> Endless Mike Hellstrom. Endless Mike Hellstrom. <laughs> and he fucking came out, painted up like Dr. Death. He was like a skull. And um, one of the funniest things about it was that, is that Pete's just trying to cut weight because Endless Mike's a little bit heavier. So he's cutting weight. Endless Mike puts a kidney up on the fucking thing. He said, Everett's kidney weighs three to five pounds regularly. <laughs> he's coughing <laughs> just so he can fuck up. Pete. God damn, and he's one of the best characters. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Sin City. He was in um, uh, he's like had bit parts and everything. Endless Mike Hellstrom has. I don't even know the, know the name of the actor. That's such a great name, Endless yeah. Mike Hellstrom. <laughs> just because his punishment, whatever he's, it is, he's doing to, he seems like it's never going to end. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, is that why he's called that? I don't know. I mean, that's. But I, I don't know if you're versed in the show. Not as much as I, I didn't have that channel. I mean, I'll punch a picture of him. But um, I watched it later on um, in the early aughts. Got to check it out. That and salute your shorts. I'm waiting for um, his. Then the actor's name is Rick Gomez. Oh, he's Mexican. I didn't know that. He could be Cuban. Here he is. Here he is painted up for the wrestling episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A little. That's also a little bit of a homage to. Uh, here he is, this karate right, kid. Karate kid. Yeah, he kind of, you know, he looks like who? Kind of looks like um, fucking the guy in. Uh, God damn it! What's his name? He's one of my favorite actors. He's in Choke, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, uh, uh, fucking Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, Jesus. yeah. <sighs> um. You want to do uh, favorite things? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, here's a... Hell yeah, bro. Adventures of Pete and Pete 20th anniversary where they're sitting around looking at... looks like at a bar. Is there anywhere to watch Pete and Pete? Because I'd like to... YouTube. They don't... They're not strict about... One of my favorite ones is uh, Field of Pete. Because they... uh, Pete plays baseball and then they've got this... This crazy general... The crazy manager of the team... Uh, Ed Narens, who is addicted to this frozen drink called the Orange Lazarus. It's fucking, yeah. that's crazy. But the funny thing about the episode is, before we go into this, young Pete, he recruits him as this heckler to fucking get people off their game. And he, and he said he would research people and use one word to take them out of their game. <laughs> Cornstarch! The kid was like, you know. <laughs> What happened to that boy with cornstarch? <laughs> it doesn't say. I mean, that's the funniest part. You don't know anything why he's doing this. Favorite things. What we got? Okay. Um, of course, going up to see Annie, uh, seeing her band play. That was a really great time. Um, 
watching uh, a reading, uh, The Wheel of Time, about halfway through the first book again. I forgot how long of a book it is. Um, and again, I can already see the cracks starting to form in some of the uh, the characters and stuff. They're just not. They're not. A character should have a nervous tick. A character should have something that sets them apart. You know, he describes how they look different, but they just they all act the same. You know, there's nothing that's. I don't know, and it's not for, for lack of trying. He tries to describe them as different kind of people. The one guy's a trickster, the other guy's uh, responsible, the other guy's a blacksmith. He's a big, strong kid who's really kind of gentle. You know what I mean? Um, but I will give the Wheel of Time this. No other fantasy, and I, I'm, I'm saying almost without exception, has a monster manual like this fucking thing does. I mean, oh, yeah. the fucking monsters in this thing are so cool and well thought out, and sometimes just so simple of an idea, but they really make it uh, a, a kind of, a, you know, a crazy thing. Do they ever get together and do the monster mash? I'm sure they do. Is it a uh, graveyard <laughs> smash? This is monster mash. It's one of the greatest mm, songs of all time. Mash. Um, like I said, you have the Trollocs, which are uh, just a mixture of human and animal. So they have like, they're gigantic, of course. They're like eight feet tall and four feet wide. You know, muscular as all hell. Some of them have hooves, you know, goat horns. I mean, they're really just a terrifying amalgamation of animal and, and man. And then you have, from there, from them, every now and then, they'll have something called a murdral. That's a throwback to the human side of their of their parentage, but they're so twisted. They they're born without eyes mm. and they, you know, that for some reason, I, I guess it's some kind of quantum thing. They, the wind does not blow their clothes. Weird. Yeah. Like to be riding on a horse and it doesn't whip their clothes. I mean, it's just, I don't know how they're going to do that on the show. Cause that might look silly. You know, if you, yeah, um, it also might look awesome. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how you do it. Of course they can turn sideways and disappear. They can, um, they're, all of them are, of course, tip-top physical specimens. are stronger than regular people. They're faster. Um, they're all peerless swordsmen. You know, there are no female murder, by the way. They're all male. Um, How do they fuck? They're 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 a they don't. They're a asexual, or they're just they're asexual. Like they they. I've got. I actually had a a uh, a book that went into depth about a lot of these creatures, and there's a few. So are they sapiosexual? <laughs> No, but they are smart. Like, they're really intelligent. And the thing about them is, though, they're terrifying. And looking in their face will is just causes a... It's almost a magical reaction for you to just get... To be terrified. You're frozen with fear. Um, but then, you know, there's a the flying monster called the drog car, and it's a different kind of thing. Then you have this thing called uh, Gray Man, which... For some reason, they're nondescript, but they have sold their soul to the Dark One and able to just people, your eyes just slide over them. Like, you know, you barely even notice them. So they're almost ideal assassins. You know, they are ideal assassins because they'll sneak past somebody walking right past you because you just don't, you can't pay attention to them. It's weird huh. the way they're described. Um, then you have, uh, let me see what else. There's a Golom, which is like a, a creature that's can contort itself and squeeze under doors. That's just a weird fucking thing. Um, and then that, that leaves alone that you've got uh, creatures from across the sea in this place called Shanchen, which, you know, they're like giant cats. They ride and they're like these giant frog looking things. Like Cringer. 
you know, that's the idea that I got when I was reading. It. I was like, that's just Battle Cat, you know. So, um, but then you know, you also have friendly creatures in this world called the the Ogier, and they're like, they're giant too. They're like eight nine feet tall. They're not as wide as a trollic, but they're real muscular too, and they're pacifists. Like they they live in places called Steadings, where it's all trees. They're a big tree based culture, and they're able to. They don't ever cut a tree because that's doing violence. They sing to them, and they can make them contort into, like, structures and chairs and beds. You know, it's called sung wood. Um, but the coolest thing about it is there was one point where the Ogier were, like, warriors alongside humans, like their their allies, or were to a certain point. And then for, the ones from Shanshan are, like, they're called the Death Watch Guards, and they're fucking lunatics. They're all like, you know, they're still Ogier, but they're like assassin types who, you know, have this crazy armor. You know, it's just really cool concepts. And um, then my cool, but the coolest, the the coolest thing I've always liked about the show, the show is book. Uh, the book too. It's going to be a show. Um, is the Aiel? The Aiel were a group who were in the in this world before the breaking. And you and I'll get into that. I can't. It, we don't have time for that. But um, they were servants. That's what Aiel means is servant. And they were just a basically a group of servants who pacifists as well um, did not ever engage in violence. You know, if you punched them, they would not defend themselves. But then after the breaking, they went to this place uh, th- called the Threefold Land, uh, the Aiel Waste, and it's a desert place. It's Horrible. Like I mean, it's 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 the Sahara times a hundred. I mean, it's just really bad with all these terrible monsters and you know a place called the Blight north of it, where all the trollocs and all that shit are from. And Aiel are nuts. They will go hunting trollocs in the Blight for fun and Myrtle too. They're not they're not afraid because the coolest thing happens. Like the Aiel think they've always been this way. They don't. They're not aware of their own past. So one of the things that a chief um, a Karn has to do is go through these rings in the city, one of the, one of the only cities in the Aiel Waste, and it shows you the history of the Aiel through one person of each generation telling you how they became the way they were. And so many of them can't handle it. Like, it's, you know, they're, you know, they, it freaks them out. Like, and they'll throw down their weapons and just run away, and they don't, you know, because they, they think that they're basically going to hell because they betrayed everything that they were. So... Like I'm saying, man, one of the coolest things is uh, there's a murderer that's killed a bunch of people in this. In it's in the book The Dragon Reborn, which is the third book, and one of the Aiel clan chiefs just kind of smiles and points at him with a spear, and basically says, "Come on, you know what Sting. I mean?" <laughs> like when Sting used to repel from the raptors. Well, I mean, it was just it was just like a "come on" moment. He's like, "I'm not afraid of you. Come on." And the murderer was like, and they get into this fight, and the Aiel kills him. Oh, you know no. what I mean? And because uh, the Aiel are at least a match. They're a match and more for a Myrtle usually. So I just think it's a really cool. They're they're one of the coolest warrior races of that type in fantasy. I mean, like I said, he can't write great, but the things he comes up with are fucking amazing. And I know I know basically what he did. He stole the Fremen from Dune. That's that's what they are. So, you know, you're going to have people talking about, you know, when the Wheel of Time comes out and, and Dune comes out virtually the same time, whichever comes out first, which will probably be the Wheel of Time, they're going to say, they just stole that idea from Wheel of Time. No, they didn't. These concepts are old. They just, you know, warrior races who are, you know. Yeah, everything's recycled. to just change a name. Sure. I mean, it's some kind give of. Give them a different quirk or something. Some kind of, you know, really, as, you know, ascetic, tough 
you know, one of my favorite things about them is is that they veil their faces. I don't even know why they veil their faces. It's because they right before they became this group, um, this group of people attacked the IEL in a wagon, and one of the kids picked up a spear, a hunting spear, because they can still hunt, and killed this guy in front of his mother. And his mother said, put this veil on. I had a son who looked like that one time, and he no longer exists to me. Your face looks like his. So veil it. I don't want to see it. And that's from then on, they all veil their faces before they're getting ready to fight. And they won't use a sword because a sword is something that was there's little little rules that they have left over from being who they were. A sword is just something made to kill another human being. So a spear can be used to hunt. It can be, you know, a bow, of course, to hunt all these different things. I, I love I drew a picture of an idea one time and I was going to get a tattooed on me. And he's just like this from the side. And he's got a big scar on his face. and He's holding the spear. He's kind of got this smirk on his face. One of the best drawings I ever did. Um, Makey was going to get a tattooed on him, but I couldn't find the original drawing. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was... I, I can't wait for that. Um, I always monopolize this fucking section. It's part of the... It's, it's part of the charm. It's the, pro, it's the prose section of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, then I started watching Vikings. Vikings, I've heard it's good. It's, it's really good. I... It started out as just like, this is not impressing me thus far. I mean, it was okay. It was good. Um, wasn't crazy about it. But then I watched an episode yesterday, and they go to this place that they go every nine years. And it's like the, the you know, they're Vikings, of course. So the, the Norse gods, Odin, Thor, Freya, all of them. They go to this big fucking festival, and they take psychedelic mushrooms, and they drink, and they fuck, and they're, you know, you know, basically fire dancing, all the shit that hippies do, only this is a real warrior culture. Uh, and, and I know this is based on fact, because they tried to be really, really, you know, really research this and say, we're going to tell the, the, the most authentic story we can tell. So um, it follows Ragnar Lothbrook, who's this, uh, he starts out just this regular Viking raider, and then he becomes the, you know, the, the Earl and all this stuff. Gabriel Byrne was in it briefly, and he's really good in it, of course. But just this, this festival, and they had raided into England and brought back a priest as a slave. But they all like him, like, and he likes them. Like Ragnar, he became Ragnar's slave. And he was teaching about England and teaching them English, you know, because they speak, he spoke the Vikings language because he had traveled before. But they go to this festival, and it's a beautiful thing. Like, there's no violence committed here. You know, they, there's no fighting on that stuff. It's, it's a rare period of nonviolence. You know, you, you just drink and fucking have a good time and, you know, and eat. So, but they have eight animals of each kind, and then the priest walks up and says, what's that pen for? He's like, that's for the eight people who've been chosen. You know, and these people do not go unwillingly. This is a true pagan culture where it is an honor to be sacrificed for the gods. So the thing about it was they chose the priest because he was pretending that he wasn't a Christian anymore, you know, but they found out that he was because he was carrying a little cross with him, you know. So Ragnar wasn't mad. He's just like, well, you know, you, we can't sacrifice you because, you know, you, that, that would displease the gods. So this fucking warrior stands up, this guy pretty much in the prime of life, and says, I'll be sacrificed. It would be my pleasure. And then it shows him being sacrificed. It starts with the animals, of course, and blood's running. They're pushing it into bowls and all kinds of stuff. And the people are singing. And the kids are watching this. They, 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 the children are watching all this stuff. And then they start sacrificing the people. And the end of the episode, it has to be at least five to seven minutes of solid silence. 
as they're watching this happen. And the people are hanging there at the end, like hanging upside down, let the blood drip out of them. That's the end of the fucking episode. And it's snowing. And it's just, it's, it was, but I got to tell you, I can understand. They, they really depicted the fact that pagan culture in its own way, even its brutality was a beautiful thing. I mean, I know all that bloodletting and stuff is, is terrible. Killing another human being is bad. No matter how you slice it. Yeah. We're the number one most anti-murder podcast in the world. So it wasn't murder. It really just depends on the, on the person. Okay. You know what I mean though? I mean, it's like. Sometimes motherfuckers they let, gotta go. I was even guilty of letting pagan religions off the hook because it's not Christianity. Saying that religion is stupid, but this is what they that were tribally. It doesn't matter. It's all dumb. I mean, it's all just believing in something higher. Not not believing in something higher than yourself. I do. I believe in something higher than myself. But yeah, I'm right here. Boom. But I don't believe in some kind of guy sitting on a cloud. That's just silly. And you know, but the, it was such a different. It really calls to you because I do believe in something Jung believed in that there is a Carl Jung or Jung or whatever that we have a shared. There's a shared thing, archetypes that we that are all in our, that are in our brain. They're in our mitochondrial memory, and that's one of the things. Paganism, being a Celt, you know, descended from Celts and also from the Germans, which were Teutonic as well. It, I don't care what anybody says. It calls to you. You know, you're just like. It's almost like you remember it in a way. You know no, I, mean? I think you definitely do. Like, there's such a thing as genetic memory. Sure. Like, you know, you pass on things in your life in your genes when mm-hmm. you procreate. It's like been proven. Right. Like, if you have a traumatic, even traumatic things can be passed on. Alcoholism, but, uh, you know, things and, like that. But so. also like, um, like positive things, like things that you've learned, you can pass it on, mm-hmm. and that thing becomes an instinct. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, that's where I was just like, you know. It, like on Halloween three, when they were talking about that's what they did on Halloween is the human sacrifice and all that stuff. And it seemed by us as a very dark, awful thing. The Christian sacrifice to a certain, to a certain point. Yeah. I mean, the Hebrews, they didn't do any human sacrifice. I don't think. Well, no, that's not true. Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. So until he stayed his hand and said, no, you know, I want you to save him. But Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice. Am I right? You guys, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was okay, but I mean, it was like, you know, that was like 2000 and, mm-hmm. uh, 2,040 years ago or whenever that was. It's like, what have you done for me lately? It's true. Well, he gave us Donald Trump. That's true. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Any more favorite things there? Um, you got a song you're going to play for us? Well, it's to go along with... I'd like to say this to to Jesus. Some high quality. That's some good ASMR. Silica. Silica. Me up again. Again? Mm-hmm. Well, what's up with this guy? Do you really like him that much? Yes, honey. I love him. He is fine. He does a lot of nice things for me. I know he used to do nice stuff for you, but what has he done for you lately? I don't even remember this song. Sharon yeah, Jackson. Oh, yeah. What have you done for me lately? And maybe I just didn't remember That's the like, skin. This is, yeah, she's just like a girl. Like I just like to be friends with her and just like go out, go out and have like have like day drinks with her and Raise stuff. Raise her hair. Sure. Just like, like, you know, hang out and go shopping and stuff. Okay. That's enough. Now, I wonder, uh, <laughs> did Michael get his all his plastic surgery so he could end up looking like her? Was that his deal? Because she... 
she's always looked like that. She's had some lately, I'm sure. But I don't know, man. I'm, that that guy was. I feel bad for him. I mean, he, the terrible shit he did. I don't feel bad about that. He was that was awful. But he he was basically tortured by his father. So yeah. all, all those kids were. It's amazing how he had all those hits in the late seventies. That old Joe Jackson for everything he did. Sure. I mean, but mm. I don't know. He's a white guy, right? Different Joe Jackson. <laughs> no. Yes. What is that Joe Jackson song? <laughs> is she really going out with him? I don't think that's Joe Jackson. I think it is. I'm gonna look it up. It, the, of course, the first one that'll come up is gonna be Sugar Ray's note for note cover of it. Actually, you're you're absolutely right. That was. This is Joe Jackson, right? Yes, it is. And you're right. Uh, are you really going out with him? It is his song. Yeah. He's got great songs, man. It's one of the worst videos ever, though. It's like one of the first ones. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let me see the video. Oh, it's just the song. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm a Joe Jackson fan. Uh, any other favorite things? I think that's it. That was... John, what you got for us there, bud? Um, what you got, Ferda? Um, I think I'm going to do a music theme favorite things this week. Hell yeah, dude, because mine's going to be all porn. Neat. And, um, no, I know what you're going to play. The theme is um, like uh, contemporary tunes mm-hmm. done by white people. That who, but the, basically, my favorite thing is cultural appropriation. Absolutely, I like it when white people take things that black people do and make it appeal to white people. Yeah, because I'm white. I mean, why did Pat Boone have such a huge career? I mean, this stuff is good. He did, like, I'm going to make my case. Little Richard covers and oh, stuff. Did he? Tutti fruity, oh Rudy. This is why I'm <laughs> why I'm woo tutti fruity. I am pro cultural appropriation. Elvis. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean everything. Everybody, everything, yeah. almost everything that has been done. I mean, obviously, like starting fires and stuff. I'm sure that each culture kind of like came up with that on their own, for the most part. But I'm talking about music. So, like a good example of the type of tune that I'm talking about uh, would be this one. It's like a classic West African beat and bass line and vibe, except it's, um, you know, white people pop. You're welcome, Geico, for <laughs> promoting you. See, call me Al, Paul Simon. I think he alludes to that in the video. Or- um, I mean, he oh, talks yeah. about the third world and stuff. But to some people, this is cultural appropriation because he's he's steal, he's basically taking a West African song and, pre- and presenting it as if it's something that he came up with. Sure. I mean, that's like would be a classic case in my brain. If I, I I'm kind of like tongue in cheek, like oh, I, sure, yeah. the cultural Sarcastic, appropriation thing, yeah. yeah, is a little bit um, like I don't believe in it. Like I mean, every idea came from. You know, we're all, we're all influencing each other all the time, and the, like you can't own an idea. I don't believe in it, but I do think do think that some things are nakedly 
Basically, well, I can't say that. I mean, I, the reason I, I say well, that I mean, well, what is because I don't like them. What would, be an ex- what would be an example? Iggy Azalea. I don't know that person. She's, she's a rapper, and she's, rapper. she's from Australia, and she's... I've said it before. She might as well paint her face black and come soft shoe it out. I mean, it's it's really mammy. That's basically what it fucking is. I mean, she's an Australian white girl from the upper middle class who got on a plane and come over here to become a rapper, and then all of a sudden she's just hearing her rap like that is so fucking grating that I can't, you know. Yeah. It just feel it just feels wrong. She's kind of gone now, though. I don't I don't think there's yeah. She well she. She actually tried to engage in a in a feud with Snoop. It's a terrible idea. No, you're not going to fucking win against Snoop in the era, in even the, in the in the area of hip hop. You're not going to win. Even racist white people like Snoop. Sure. What's not to like? That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I've heard uh, many a time in re- uh, referring to Snoop as he's one of the good ones. God, that's, that's the worst. It's <laughs> the fucking worst. Okay, so the second song I have that is obviously just. Cultural appropriation Stolen From the black people In another continent Is this excellent song Tell me when the ad's over I don't want to give Geico Any more money than they You got got. five Four Three Two So not the Not the verse so much well, there's an African part to it where they start singing African. Yeah, the the, the chorus is like just a straight. And not saying that there's African anything beat. wrong with that. That's one of the best songs ever fucking made. I mean, I mean, all of the rock and roll songs from the '50s and '60s were either one of two chord progressions. Sure. They were all using the same. They were re- regurgitating the same music, mm-hmm. and just adding different vibes to it, like different lyrics. Everything was a one four five or some variation, or the or the ballad one, which would be like F G C A, or the the common G O Donna A minor C D. Yeah, this is great. That's one of the, I fucking I could listen to song. Peter Gabriel all the time. That's but one the, of those uh, angsty fucking junior high moments where you're in love with a girl who doesn't even know you except fucking exist kind of songs. No, yeah. see, I always associated with that movie with um, say anything, John, anything. yeah, with John Cusack, the Cuse, where he's like, you know, he makes his case with a boombox in this song, and if he wasn't John Cusack, that would be stalking, and it worked. Yes, that's how good this song is. I, for Jennifer Connelly, it was not as I only sky, yeah. sky. Oh, was it? They, okay, they have a very similar vibe. Though. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Jennifer Connelly at that time would have been big giant boobs, and she was God. He's a big Jennifer Jennifer Connelly mark. I'm a, I'm a Jennifer Connelly pre. Here's where it gets African reduction. Like that's just like that's just like. Can I get a little this one? An actual rhythm in a song. As long as it's keeping with the theme. <laughs> yes, it is. Because this is just a. This is a, an absolutely horrible example. Plays any Led Zeppelin song. I have crossed the mystic. What is this? African child. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I just did the African face Like a African child Captain May 
Oh god. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking horrible. I'm, okay. I love it. So the next one of the African white people taking African beats and turning them into pop songs steam section is um this right you know from the the band Vampire Weekend. Oh hell yeah. From the album Contra. Taking video game culture. But that's a straight up African tune. What can we say? African music's really great. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, fucking, you have to take it. Their newer song uh, has a bit of this type of feel to it. Yeah, that that vibe kind of stuck with them. You kind of tell they uh, liked uh, Paul Simon a lot. Yeah, this, this is kind of linked Which to is that. a good guy to like Paul Simon. Oh, absolutely. Can't get the vibe. And the chorus has got this squealy part that some people don't like, but I think it's cool. I like that very much. Yeah, it's poppy as hell. And that's totally African. Okay, so a lotter one by the same band from the same album. Kind of similar. Very African. You could totally like play the Lion King Super Nintendo game to this. <laughs> That's a great game. Yeah, but it's actually the Genesis version. Just the whole vibe, like you can't listen to this style of music with this beat and this harmony and not feel a little bit happier about your day. Sure. Like that's the way the music is just the embodiment of just joy in the face of hardship. It's like don't worry, be happy is the message of of this. Is like the deep like you can feel it in your bones message of the music. I'm not talking about what the lyrics are saying. I'm just talking about the beat and the way it makes our brains feel. There's something about these beats that that is just, just says, don't worry, be happy. Again, that's more uh, archetypes because everybody's black. Everybody's from Africa. Yeah, we, we stopped being black only like 6,000 years ago. Sure. We, were, mean, it, we, were, we were black when we were in Europe. The only thing that, ch- the thing that everyone says that the... That the um, the lack of sun made us white. That's not it's true. Diet, it? it was actually when we started my, uh, mass. Um, our diet became grain based. Yeah, and we were like it like bleached us kind of. Right. Like we needed more vitamin D and stuff because we weren't getting it because we weren't eating like you know raw animal mm-hmm. meat all the time. We were eating like grains. And it's drinking uh, beer and shit. That's why reggae calls to you. I mean, it's like. It calls to all of us. I mean, we're all one group of people. I'm not trying to be kumbaya, but it's the fucking truth. Yeah. I mean, reggae calls to me the upstrokes, the lack of reverb. I love it. <laughs> I do like it. I mean, I'm, I'm I saying, never listen to it on purpose, but if it's on, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. I love Bob Marley. I always loved Bob Marley. And, and before, then, it, before it was a, you know, going to college thing, I liked it when I was a kid. What about know? Toots and the Maytals? <laughs> or Peter Tosh. I don't want Daniel Tosh. I like him. He's pretty funny. He's great. Uh, this my phone's not working properly. That's awesome. It really sucks. Uh, maybe I've got one more. Let me see if I can find it. There's one um uh off like the Arcade Fire uh, album Reflector. 
has um like there was inspired by Haiti and Haitian music and there's like a lot of messages about because the regine like his wife like Win Butler's wife regine the female singer sings a lot of songs is uh, like I think half Haitian Haitian or something she's born in Haiti mm-hmm. and so hate that for <laughs> and so that's not so so this is not strictly an African but but it's basically um, it's the same style, but it's just it's just gone moved to it's like once removed. Sure, it's like like you know West Africa, Haiti, now to an indie rock band. Let's see if I can find um one of these songs. It might take me a second. You guys can talk or whatever. It's off the album Flector. It's a reflector. Reflector, but I like to call it Flector. Let's see if I can remember which song this is. You hungry? Fuck yeah. Me too, dude. We'll go get something later. Just calm down. Take her down a notch, bud. Take it down with us. Maybe it's this one. This isn't exactly an African beat, but it's worth playing. It's pretty dope. Is it Joan of Arc? Uh, This is We Exist. I'm big, I like them a lot. They're pretty incredible. I saw them the only time I went to Canada was, was to see them I'm in uh, Toronto. It was pretty awesome. Kind of reminds me of a um, the of like a Booker T and the MGs type beat. The baseline. And I can say because I've been been to some Haitian churches and they always have like um just like really shoddy equipment you know they just throw it's like it's like everything's redneck together the people in the mountains especially are very similar to West Virginia people but they um they always have like a it's like a short usually a short scale bass usually it doesn't have all the strings with just a, a, just a bass player that's just like carrying the whole band and like a drummer like just badass rhythm sessions playing these kind of beats but singing about Jesus and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's just like the room is just shaking with bass and then like these, this like sort of atonal singing almost. Like they sing in a different, they're just not as indoctrinated by the Western scale of music as we are. And they just, um, but it's um, like seeing that live was, was like a big deal. And I can kind of hear some of that vibe in some of this music through like, you know, being translated and we could also say uh, a more cultural appropriation although it's appropriated by the same group is um, country music appropriating Irish music I mean that's basically what it is yeah. so I mean especially more Appalachian influenced bluegrass type country music not bullshit pop which is just fucking rock music that's all it fucking is right well it's just fuck it's that punch. God, that motherfucker. yeah it's just not great I love he was laughing. He was in there yesterday, and I was just like, <laughs> "Get some earbuds, bruh." No, I had I had my music in. Oh. I mean, I, I was there first, so it was listening to something worthwhile. So, <laughs> was listened to. At that point, when it came in, I was trying to remember what was playing. It was a it was a more of a rock. I think it was a Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Yellow Card. I like that fucking song. Oh Jesus. It's a good song. I just didn't think I was going to hear a yellow card reference today. Well, they only had two good songs, really. They had that one, Lights and Sounds, which had one of the best openings of any fucking rock song. Hmm. 
Okay. And so the last one, last but not least, one of my segment on cultural appropriation <laughs> of African music by white pop artists is this song. It's very good. You might have heard it before. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. This... The fucking talking heads are the greatest fucking thing ever. You must say to yourself! <laughs> this, is, this is African as fuck. This is cultural appropriation. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. Fucking tremendous. Hey, on the way, on to the keys, in it all. Pretty good. And you may ask yourself, how do I work this? It's a very triumphant chorus. Fuck yeah, it is. Where is that large automobile? It forces you to think, like, feel happy. It's got that. This is not my beautiful house. Have you ever noticed that though that some cultures that the West African culture seems to be a fairly happy culture? It's a well, it's it's like sun. They just get so much sun. This is like the embod. This is like the expression of sunshine. Sure, is like this is a good way to put it. Well, but then you have cultures that like it's warm, it's bright, mm-hmm. it makes you feel comfortable and good. And that's true. Colder weather cultures are de- uh, very much more. Violent, stark. More minor keyed. The Vi- the Vikings, the Celts, the Russians. You know, there's not a lot of joy there. No. I mean, so. I mean, I'd be. But that being joy's said, not joy's not going to get you through the winter. Well, but, but you're basically right. I mean, you'll but, die. Pay, but pay, when they had fun, they had fun. Like pagans, like the the thing on Vikings. The Celts had a lot of fun. You know, when they were. But a lot of their stuff still to this day. I mean, you look at Sinead O'Connor or anything like that. Who, you know, a lot of their. Art is based in sorrow. Yeah. So, um, and again, something that's translated. I get more creativity and more done out of sorrow than I do out of happiness. Happiness, I just feel like sitting around. Why should I want to do anything? Because then it'll change this feeling. You know what I mean? So, yeah. What, what, I'm already content. Exactly. Why would I do something? Exactly. I mean, it's, why would I? You know, that might change what I'm feeling right now. I don't now. need to strive for anything because I already have it. Right. I mean, I lift weights more. Like I said, when I first started taking the testosterone in my most of my. Uh, by the way, I took a shot this morning, and it's um, a lot of my. Or all of my depression and anxiety like vanished. You know, it's just like so. Why do, why do I want to work out now? I just feel good. Why would I want to change it? So I really had to rethink that. You know, and I actually had a great quote when it came to that from Mark Bell, um, which is something I, I was going to credit to you because it's something that you had said before. It sent me an article about. He said consistency will kick the shit out of motivation every time. You know, like he was talking about working out and said. You don't have to be crazy on fire to do it every time. You just have to do it every time. You know, mm-hmm. like he's like motivation is going to come and go and mostly go. So, you know, just do it. If you, 
don't go in there and expect to set the world on fire. Just do the fucking thing. It's like today, I didn't want to do it. I woke up at 1030. I was like, I don't want to do this shit. And I said, well, but I'm doing it. I went in and had a great workout. But I'm just saying, um, yeah, John had sent me an article about how, you know, it's more important to be consistent than it is to be intense. So mm. that's true. a matter. That's a matter of opinion. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, if you well, can be consistently it's, it's intense, not univ- one, yeah. and it's not universally true or applicable, but just the the general message was show up. Right. Don't don't worry about perfection. Just show up. Right. Like today, I, I went in and for a while I didn't. Uh, you know, I was going to do another CT Fletcher workout, but man, I got to tell you, that fucking workout yesterday was brutal. It was like eleven hundred fucking reps. Just a lot of reps. It's like the whole idea about like, well, if you're just gonna, you know, if you're not going to do this one hundred percent, you just shouldn't come at all. Exactly. That's it's that's the wrong stupid. attitude. It's like you should show up even if you have to leave halfway through. Right. Or or David Goggins saying, you know, and, and he he doesn't agree with the the former state, and he agrees with the latter. He said, you know, you don't feel like doing it. And it's not going to be crazy intense. Do it anyway. You know, and he said, you can fool your body into doing that. Like, put on your shoes and said, all right, instead of going for a 20K today, I'm going to go for an easy five. And by the time you reach that five, your body's all accepted. Well, this is what we're doing. So you just keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I didn't want it. Sometimes you just need to get started instead of intimidating yourself with the mountain. You have to right. climb. Just start walking. Right. And see how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like today I, I didn't, I hadn't done a good back workout in a long time. I was like, man, I'm going to be weak and all that shit. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was strong as it ever was. Hmm. The same as it ever was. The same as it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Any other favorite things, John? No, not really. Oh no, I saw the we I saw the Joker. Yeah, you guys. Want oh to get yeah. The Joker? Uh, we could go into that. Let's do. Please do. What did you like about it? Or did you like it at all? I liked it. Awesome. Um, you know, just aesthetically, it was good. I, I thought his, I thought his acting was really interesting. Um, music was good. Um, I kind of liked, um, just like his his physique is kind of freaky. It is. Like he's he was kind of emaciated, particularly emaciated. Like when they first show him, he's like crouched down at his job, kind of in the locker room at the clown Pulling job, the fucking boots apart. And he's like, yeah, and it's like his whole. He just looks. He looks like Gollum or something. Mm-hmm. Like he just looks emaciated. And the first thing that came into my mind when I saw it I was like, yep, vegan. Because <laughs> <laughs> y- yeah, I guess maybe I read something about that or mm-hmm. the plant. He seems like the type. But anyway, I was just I, I couldn't help but make that joke in my brain. <laughs> uh, but um, so that's kind of my favorite. My own joke was my favorite part about the movie. No, um, no, they uh, just that and like the way like he would do stuff. Like he would just be like on the couch and just all the stuff he did with his body, like t- the way that he kind of danced throughout the film, like watching his body move. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and then trying to trying to like sort of tether that to this Joker character or this Arthur character, the way and the way that he was abused or allegedly abused and all this thing how that all ties together. It's like yeah, your body's going to look like that when you're tied to your radiator when you're a kid, or you know whatever. Well, there was, that, there was that, that allegation. Not only that, the where I think where he got a lot of his moves because you know what, King Phoenix is a method actor to the fucking hilt. Um, he's one of those guys that goes weird with it. Um, he played a lot of Arkham games. A lot. Because Mark Hamill's Joker in those games, those those were all his moves. 
Yeah, when he would just dance for no reason and do all that shit. That's what he does in those games. The very Mark Hamill played him in the games. Yeah, Mark Hamill plays his voice. Mark Hamill is, is the greatest Joker. He's voice considered of all time. to be the best Joker voice. Yeah. Okay. Funny and terrifying and terrifying all at once. He can go to he can go real low where he's like, oh, bats, you know. And it's it's funny at the same time, you know. Like I love Arkham Knight, even though. I, I saw a review of that the other day, and I'm not trying to get off track, but I just had to mention this. They said it's a bad Arkham game. Yeah, you're fucking mine. That's pretty good. You I thought it was great. Batmobile. Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, overall impression, good, great. Good. Um, like, you guys kind of hyped it up yeah, pretty high, so, yeah. so it didn't... Um, I was not disappointed, but it did. It wasn't quite as... Um, it wasn't quite as great as I ex- expected my experience of it, like... Like it was uh, well worth watching. I enjoyed it. Thought provoking, but I'm not like itching to see it again. Like I am with some movies. I got to be honest. I, saw, I went and saw it again because Annie hadn't seen it. And done yeah. It. And mom and mom was curious because I talked about it. Maybe I would pick up on some subtleties that would help. But it was like it's just kind of an intense watch. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Um, the second go around, I loved it still. But of course, you know, it didn't shock me as much. So it wasn't yeah. quite the same experience. Plus, I was almost asleep because of those fucking chairs. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you can put I, your feet I, up. I, was like, uh, I watched it again with Aaron and Elena, and I uh, sort of nodded in and out because they have those awesome new chairs at Southridge. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, I can't. I, I, I would I like to sit it. up straight. You know, <laughs> I need to. If I'm going to stay focused, my body has to be kind of focused too. That's what I'm saying. That's more. It's not. It's a much more passive experience if you're sitting. If you're laying down. Yeah. You know, it's like laying down at home. No, I, I came to watch and, and it be causes, in the movie. When my body shuts down, it causes my brain to start to shut there down. There you go. Like uh, the blood flow. But if you're like sitting up and you kind of have to activate your core a little bit. Yeah. I mean, After watching again, uh, how much of it do you think is uh, fabrication? Oh, you mean how much did he imagine? That's I to debate. I think because um, the last scene is him in there with a therapist. He's in Arkham. Um, I think the whole movie is him telling the story from his point of view. So every time he looks cool, um, it's probably a little bit fabricated. And he, um, he probably left out the part when he's talking to her about the relationship with the girl not being real. Yeah. But, um, Zazie beats who's fucking, she's tremendous. She is just tremendous. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to say what, what's, what actually happened in the movie. I think what made it, made it real at least the story real was that uh, Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne were killed. Yeah. But they weren't killed by him. Yeah, he was never the one. That that's the anyway. twist. Yeah. It was somebody, thing, somebody I mean, inspired by him, but it probably wasn't really inspired by him. He's a guy in a mask. So but it was never it was never the Joker that killed Batman's parents. Only in the 1989 movie. Yeah, in the... In the yeah, that is the, only, that is the only version where the Joker is the one who killed Batman's parents. Oh, really? Yes. That is that's a com- what, that's one of those Mandela effects. What it's, is, a, it's a common misconception. Yeah, it's uh, well, usually what, a guy what named Joe Chill. What's the other story? It's just a regular fucking. Just it's a, a, it's, a, it's a robbery gone bad, or oh. it was politically motivated by in in the Batman the Dark Knight trilogy it was politically motivated. Which which this one so this death covers both politically motivated and the Joker. Yeah, yeah. so kind of like deludes it or right. whatever. It's kind of. I mean. I like the twist they put in the 1989 movie. I actually thought about buying the 1989 movie, but then I watched it. Then I bought the last. Then I bought the last Starfighter. Which I have. It, I have it on DVD. God, mm-hmm. it's one of that. That is the first DVD I ever bought. Um, 
Um, go ahead. Uh, like uh, I, I'm, I'm sure there was some sort of political movement going on, but I think he fabricated it to where he was. They were all wearing the Joker, the clown masks, and everything. And like him sneaking in to go talk to Thomas Wayne to that event, I'm sure he fabricated how he actually got in there. Because um, just walking through the thing, sure. So I think a lot of it was just him putting but himself over to you, the therapist if you, lady. If you go back to the the Tim Burton original Batman, the 1989, um, part of Joker's shtick is politics. Yeah. And getting the people on his side and getting the people to be like Joker being a symbol. Party of, man. Yeah, being a symbol I'm of a, a, for the people and yeah. being like this kind of almost like sort of leftist yeah. movement or whatever. But um, so so it kind of ties in with that. It, just one um, Ah, fuck. The, uh, I don't know. I still, I loved it the second time. I was trying to, to figure out, like he every time he danced, it was after something traumatic had happened. Yeah. Like, all, every time he did his little dance And I loved how it was all awkward looking and shit But when he finally put on the paint And had his fucking dope ass looking suit on And everything yeah. Everything was fluid And that was He moved like a fucking ballerina That's when it hit me That that's exactly what the Arkham game Batman would have done Is dance down the stairs You know He's off done his Done the humping thing that's he's, what, you know. he's off his meds yeah. Yes He's and he's he's embracing all the things that he's been trying to suppress in himself, and he can finally be himself. Well, one of the it's, things in is, its mutated form, he finds things funny that the rest of us don't. That's one of the that's one of the the cruxes of the movie that people I don't think I don't know if they understand that you guys do, of course, because you're intelligent. But I'm saying that. He laughs like his jokes about the violent jokes and stuff like he genuinely finds funny. He doesn't understand the more innocuous stuff. He's just, he's got a different sense of humor that he's insane. That's the Joker. The Joker in the killing joke is one of the best scenes. I mean, that's a great animated movie, too. It, it This was largely based on the killing joke. The Joker in that one was a failed stand up comedian. Who it made it? He made it his mission to make Batman laugh, and the end of the movie is he tells Batman a joke, and they're sitting there, and they have fought, and they're both bleeding. And Batman starts breaking up, and he starts laughing. You know, after this horrible event where fucking buildings burning behind him, all kinds of crazy shits going on, then he just he gets to, he's like on his knees, you know, hands on his knees, laughing. Batman is, and I think that was a nod to. Him saying you wouldn't get it, and then flashing to Bruce Wayne standing there with his parents dead in front of him. Yeah, he found that funny, but he also, you know, that's just a nod to that. You know, uh, this joyless because you know that Batman is a joyless human being. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather hang out with the Joker. Well, who wouldn't? You're going <laughs> to see some people killed, but eh, what are you going to do? They probably deserve to die anyway. But <laughs> not not true. He killed party indis- man, party <laughs> man. <laughs> he killed indiscriminately. My favorite part of that whole scene. Is uh, he's got that ballerina thing and he knocks him off the pedestal. Nicholson in the nineteen eighty nine movie, he's like, whoo, bang, um, and then it, they they tear the whole place up and that guy takes his knife out. And he's getting ready to cut that piece. He's like, leave this one, Bob. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> There's Bob right there. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that makes me think a lot of it was delusion or exaggeration on his part is uh, the amount of shots he fired at the uh, Wall Street dudes. It was like nine. He had a six shooter. 
Probably a five. Most of those, a lot, so, of, those, a lot of those thirty-eight sub noses. So are that's five that's what uh, makes me think he's he's uh, adding a little bit of spice to his story that he's telling the lady. Well, also too, and I made this point to you when I came out of the movie. I was like, how'd they get out of the refrigerator? That is definitely an old style forties refrigerator that latches. How did he get out? And that's yeah, that's that one theory that uh, the cops were coming up there anyway. Yes, and. Uh, they they're the ones that pulled him out, and it's just all in his head. The rest of the movie that's that's plausible. Sure, I noticed that too. I was like, what? Because the very the very next scene is, is good news. He's on, well, he's on the bed. You know, he's getting, he's jerking off basically, and then uh, the very in the very next scene, he walks. The phone's ringing. Yes, and he comes in and he mm-hmm. talks, and he gets booked on the Murray show. Yes, it is. So that so, could all be just delusion from. from I, that's what I love about it. Todd. Is it Todd Phillips? Yeah, dude. This is the way that DC needs to go. And Jared Leto needs to shut the fuck up. Get over it. You were sh- you're a great actor. You're a great actor, Jared Leto. You sucked in the fucking role. Accept it. This is one grand slam that you're not going to fucking get. You got the Oscar nod. This was not good. Okay, it just isn't. I'd so, still like to see the director's cut of the original movie. I don't want to see any. That is unsalvageable. It is so terrible. I mean, it's just... I don't even like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. It's starting to get on my nerves, quite frankly. <laughs> I don't want to see Birds of Prey, whatever the fuck that shit is. I'll watch it. It's fucking garbage. I can tell by the fucking trailer it's garbage. Because they're trying to cut together the best stuff. I'm like, well, that scene's going to suck. And I don't know how I know, but I know. You know, and it's... Uh, it's just... They need to go down this route where everything is more visceral, more real. They, they as they I need, said... If they're going to do comic book movies, they should do the... Right. As, as I said, they need to go. They are making art. They are not making. And not that the Marvel movies aren't art. They are. They're so much fun. And they, But it is a They're popcorn. Pop. They're pop. It's, it's They're a pop popcorn music. movie. This is a selection of deep cuts that people, even though fucking Joker made $600 million already. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really doing well. But that's the reason because DC finally made a good fucking movie. You know, it's just like, you got to see that movie because it doesn't suck. You know, you can do Batman that way, but the only Batman you'd be able to do with that, like I said, is is year one. Year one is the only story that would fit with that. So, because anything else would be ridiculous. You know, year one is essentially a, a kook. It's a kook in a fucking con in a in a in a uh, costume going out to fight crime. That's what Batman is. He barely knows what he's doing. Exactly. I mean. But also, it's the other story with Commissioner Gordon becoming Commissioner Gordon. He's a captain in that. In that, and then he has to fight his way up the corruption. The corruption in Gotham City Police Department is a story all, all its own. You know, so you know when you have that intercut because most of that story is about Gordon. Very little of it is about Batman. So that would be the best Batman movie to make is Year One. Then you can build something around it. I don't know what you're going to do, but you can't fit Justice League in that. It will not fit. It will not fit. What do you think about this being just a one shot for? I think it's fine and good because I don't think he's if they're going to if they're going to tie this movie to the rest of them at all whenever they reboot or whatever it is they're doing. Um, Joaquin Phoenix ain't going to play him, so I think he's going to be the person that inspired the new Joker because Arthur would be like in his mid seventies by the time sure by the time Batman comes around right, know? and it's like again. Batman almost has to exist in its own universe because it's so much different. You ever notice how much different it is than the rest of the DC characters? It's a guy with delusions. It is not 
an alien from another planet who crashed here who has superpowers. It's not some fucking Amazon princess from some magical it's island. It's just a fu- rich guy. It's just a rich guy. That can fight. Who, well, and who is completely fucking insane. That is so hard to tie in. Now, don't get me wrong. I love when they do the interplay between Batman and the others. By the way, Affleck didn't do it right. Where he is joyless and hard to get along with. That's the way he has to be. I mean, that's the best way to depict him. And that's why they, and by the way, as we've said before, that's the way they always depict him in the cartoons. Yeah. He's not liked, and he doesn't like them. I mean, he loves them on a certain level because they're teammates, and they really, they do care about each other in a lot of ways, but they're not going to hang out with them because they go, actually, Flash them will go for a beer. Batman doesn't drink. You know why? Because that'll take take his edge off. That'll take him, that'll, that, that is one step down that path where he's not physical perfection anymore. He has to be physical perfection to do what he's going to do. The rest of them have powers and shit. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, Superman could just lay around. He doesn't have to work out. He doesn't have to do anything special. I mean. Batman's got to do CrossFit or something. <laughs> Whatever. Affleck, that's one of the only good parts of that movie is when Affleck was working out to show what Batman would do. Think, you shoot. think Batman uses steroids? Yes. He should. I think he uses steroids uh, that are. Experimental and without side effects. I think that that would tie into the Bane storyline as well. Because Bane is on a massive steroid called... I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, fuck. Aaron would know. It's not poison, is it? No, it's not poison. What is the thing that Bane took? Mm-hmm. I can think of it. I'm looking at the goddamn logo. It's like some sort of a terrifying name. What is I can't it? believe I can't remember it either. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to both smack ourselves. Venom? Is it? Venom? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Jesus. That's so fucking <laughs> It's right there. I know. Um, but what I'm saying is you, you can do that. And what's wrong with having different versions? It's like, okay, comic book companies have different versions of the same character in one company. There are different storylines that go to different places. You had Uncanny X Men, you had X Men. And at one point, they tried to tie them all together, but at one point, they said, fuck it. Here's what we're going to do. This story goes here, this story goes here. They do not, they do not intersect. You know, mm-hmm. you have X Men Gold, X Men Blue, all this stuff. Now, I, I dig it. I read them. I was just like, I love this. I love the fact that they're able to, and I cannot stand continuity buffs. I can't stand uh, uh, exacting physical. You know traits that they have to have to be on the screen. I love my buddy Chuck, and he wants to come on the show. Fuck and, him, and he would be a <laughs> shut up. He, I mean, he'd be a great guy to come on the show, and he's extremely interesting, and he knows comic books. But he is such a fucking purist that he cannot stand that Wolverine was not five foot one. It bothers him. <laughs> and I and I was like, Chuck, watch the fucking movie, Logan. And he and we watched it, and he admit he's like, that is a good movie. I'll give you that. So it could have been anything though. Just like this Joker could have been. They could have just done a character study of about a guy and not made him a a, a supervillain. Sure, and it would have been good, but we all wouldn't have seen it on the first fucking chance we could have got. No, this uh, has been it. Is, it had been a Netflix watch. Netflix, by the way, I I need to watch El Camino over the next couple of days. It's pretty good. Yeah, I heard have you seen it yet? Pretty good. I heard it's fucking. Yeah, it's tremendous. pretty good. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking. I just really, I just really hate those characters. I guess people. Like, I hate Jesse Pinkman. Well, of I course you do. Walt. They're 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 meant to be hated. They're absolutely terrible people. It makes it hard for me to like 
Want to watch terrible John, people do terrible things. For fuck's sake. What about Skinny Pete and uh, <laughs> Skinny Pete is actually a good guy. Badger is too. Because they're they're in like a good fifteen minutes of it. So if you like Skinny Pete and Badge, Badger fucking crack me up. They're great. Well, I guess this he, looks, he, can, he, look, <laughs> he looks like a giant go. midget. It, it looks like somebody took a midget and stretched him out. Badger? Yes. Yeah. He's got a midget face. Giant midget. <laughs> it's like Dinkley. The bearded man. It's like Jinkle. <laughs> 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 Is that on fucking the state? It's yeah, probably. Medium head boy. <laughs> he just didn't really know anything. Medium head boy. He's like, what the medium head boy? <laughs> you haven't seen that skit on the state? They're freaks, but they're not freaks for any apparent fucking reason. Medium head boy. <laughs> the boy with no brain. And he would ask him a question and he wouldn't know it. And then freak. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of another fa- a favorite thing that I had. Um, I w- started watching a show called uh, "On Becoming a God" in Central Florida. Yeah, it's on. It's a Showtime show, and uh, it's got Kirsten Dunst and just a cast of other people that you've seen, but you can't think of their names. But Kirsten Dunst has gotten better with age. She's uh, she looks even better now. I never thought she was that pretty. Well, she's got a weird face. Remember the weird face, good body. She's got the grill, but. Messed up tooth. Well, now she's got some giant knockers on her. And, uh, well, they were always giant, but now she's really showing them off. But, uh, she's also a very good actress. Like, she does a pretty. Yeah, she's good, a really good actress. I never she, didn't dislike The her. last thing I saw her in was, uh, Fargo, the, uh, and the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's like an anthology thing. thing. Every season's different. Did you watch? Very good. Did you watch the movie where she plays Marie Antoinette and it's by, um, Sophia? It's Coppola? really good. I've not seen it. It's Fair, fantastic. I think it's called. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. It's really got like is. a rock soundtrack to it. Mm-hmm. Sort of like uh, the Romeo and Juliet. It's got like an 80s rock soundtrack to it. Sofia Coppola is a shit actress, but she can direct her ass She's off. also in The Virgin Suicides, which was by uh, Sofia Coppola. And Lost in Translation, which is one of the best movies I've ever seen. But uh, she, She's not in Lost in Translation. Sofia Coppola directed it. Right, but what's her name? Yeah. Kirsten Dunst. No, that's Kirsten Scarlett Dunst. Johansson. Oh, I forgot. Ghost World. Oh, yeah? Have you seen it? I have. You have. You haven't. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, a young, very young Scarlett Johansson and Thor Birch. Oh God, Thor Birch! Well, isn't it uh, Steve Buscemi that they yes. befriend? Yeah, because they sent him a, a, a fake. They call him when he put it put in this personal and telling him and Thor Birch feels so bad about it that she tries to get tries to get him a date and. It was oh, is that the, he has like a, like like the weird collection of yes, stuff. The okay. records, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Thor Birch is so fucking hot in that it's unreal. Yeah, I mean she's just oh my god. Whew. You definitely have a type. Well, it's not just she's hot too. I mean, it's I'm not saying. it's not just her tits. I'm, she's uh, I'm talking about the hair and the glasses. Yeah, the, the nerd, you know, the whole nerd yes. looks. You know, I, I told you, but she was 17 uh, for the filming of American. How did Beauty. they get away with that? Her parents signed off on it. They were porn stars. Her parents are porn stars. In the seventies, yeah. What are their names? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's look up Thor Purchase parents. But uh, um, yeah, that show on becoming a god in Central Florida. It's about people recruiting each other for a fucking a pyramid scheme, and one guy's so obsessed with his downline, and uh, it's a pretty fucking funny show. If you ask this guy, hmm. yeah, on becoming a god in Central Florida, and it's very Florida. Like she's a. She's poor and her husband gets eaten by an alligator and she goes back to the swamp and kills two alligators <laughs> with a shotgun. <God. laughs> 
Her parents, who have been her business managers throughout her career, are former adult, adult film actors. Both appeared in the film Deep Throat. Yeah, so they they got some cred too. They were in maybe the biggest porn of all time. Yeah, God, she's yeah. hot though. I'm just I just Thor Birch Ghost World pick up. Um, any other favorite things for me? Um, oh, I'll play a little bit of this. There was uh, I didn't realize it, but there were fights Friday night, and I didn't realize till almost after they were finished. But uh, Joe Lozon got one of the weirdest. Uh, it wasn't even a submission. It was a TKO on a guy. I'd, it, I'd never seen anything like it. Oh, he has him in that weird headlock thing. The reverse half Nelson. Come on. Yeah. And there's nothing the fucking guy can do about it. There's nothing he can do. That is some old school freestyle wrestling right there. He wasn't even hitting him a lot and hitting him hard, but there's nothing he could do to get out of it. And there was like two minutes left. So he, he's just going to keep hitting him. The referee's got to stop the fucking fight because right. he can't intelligently defend himself. But I'd never seen that in a fight before. I've seen it in wrestling, like uh, high school wrestling or college or the Olympics. But I'd never seen anybody in an MMA fight get caught in that one. It's fucking ridiculous. And he just fucking force gumped his way into it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Super Hummin had a new video where he got speared through a uh, piece of uh, drywall and some light tubes. That's a good friend, Paul. <laughs> I just love that his sidekick's name is good friend Paul. Is he a millionaire by now? No. Super Hummin? No. He's making money, though. Maybe a little bit. Like, he, I don't know. There's never been any ads before his shit, but he might be. He gets booked on, like, independent wrestling shows and stuff. I keep trying to get Kyle to do this it. This country is so fucking. Hey, man. People like what they like. I know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Well, yeah, I am. But I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I took uh, Aaron, uh, Elena, and uh, John to wrestling on Friday night. And uh, it was Elena's first experience, and she she begrudgingly enjoyed it, I think, because everything just went crazy at the end. Yeah, pretty good. Max Russell on that one. Um, no, she's not. I have a video of of some of it. I can play. Turn it on. Turn it up. Turn me loose. Let me get it. That's my favorite picture of her. In there. You like it? Yep. You spank to that? Sure. Do you? I did. I think yes. Weird son of a bitch. Spanking it to Thor Birch and Ghost World. Yeah, I think that's probably a thing. Yeah, everything just went crazy. They went into that utility room and started pulling. <laughs> they, they used a basketball as a weapon. They used a ladder as a weapon. Is that Kirk Blackman? No. They used um. They like totally destroyed like one of those, um, you know, the, one of those like pans that you would use that you put a sterno under for like, oh, a, like a hotel pan, yeah, chafing but, pan. But the lid, the lid of a chafing pan, they just totally like destroyed it, like hitting each other in the head with it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they went absolutely crazy. Perfectly good stainless steel chafing pan lid. Damn, what a waste. You know who we haven't checked in on in a while? 
Chut. Chut. God, he got fatter. Yeah, he sure did. He's a growing boy. I'd say he's five growing boys. <laughs> Still doing it. Chut, it's jumped the shark. I don't think he has. He's still doing it. Can you believe it? It's been like three years and he's still doing the same thing. God, you got to hand it to him for stick to itiveness. Yeah, you be consistent. We just ta- talked about this earlier. Sometimes consistency is better than ta- talent. Don't overshine if you don't glow. <laughs> it's been like a year since we've checked in on this. He's sh- he, there's no way he's not a shut in. Yeah, I mean, you have to fucking knock a wall down to get him out. Am I right, folks? I, was that a was that a joke? No, I'm I'm not saying it's mean or anything. I was just like, am I right? It's like. That usually proceeds to joke. You're just saying the statement. <laughs> <laughs> that water sure is wet. Am I right, folks? Like, yeah. Oh, is that fuck. zombies doing? I believe uh, it was Star Two. You know what? A, you know, a confession to make. I really did like that song. Zombie? But no, the one we just heard. Um, All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I guess it was on track. I'm like, hey, that's a nice. I mean, it's it's choppy tune. It's poppy. It's catchy. <laughs> it's it's infectious. <laughs> so is tuberculosis. Yeah. God, his arms are huge. Yeah, dude. Just he works out all the time. No, I'm just saying they're just so fat. Oh, come on, it's mass. He's cultivating He's mass. Culti- There's a lot of mass. I bet you his legs would be fucking like oh, so gigantic. Strong. Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's a fucking talented man. He does something you'll never believe right here. Not yet. He'll do it in a minute. After this great solo. <laughs> Is that what I would believe? Yeah. You, can you believe it? It's fucking good, man. If you get a if you get a good stick and you just keep it going, eventually money comes. Apparently, I don't know. Anybody got anything else they want to talk about? I think that covers it. Um, Bleach Day happened. Oh, Bridge Day. Did you go to Bridge Day? No, I went to Joker instead. Right on. I kind of like, just for the record, like to go to Bridge Day. Well, I, but but just for the record, it's not Bridge Day. It's Bleach Day. B L E E D G E. As in bleach dry. As in bleach. Bleach like 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 a like a Hispanic person might pronounce it. Bleach. It's Bleach Day. Bleach. Is that Hispanic? I don't know. Yeah, they like sometimes they'll like. It sounds like more Arabic. Well, I had an Argentinian boss mm-hmm. who did pronounce it that way. Okay. That's how come I know. Bleach Day. So it's Bleach Day, but it's kind of like Judgment Day or D-Day. Yeah. It's like, Bleach Day. Did, they, did anybody die jumping off the bridge yesterday? I didn't hear of any. No, we have heard about it. But it's basically just like, if you haven't been, it's basically like the it's like the fair, and there's like all this like fair food. 
there's like there's like a lane of fair food and just like other kinds of like artists like people selling shit. Why didn't we go? Or um, <laughs> or there'll be like a tent for like an organization or something like that. But it's just a fucking long row of that, and then you get kind of out towards the middle of the bridge, and they've got. Like a platform that everybody's jumping, base jumping off of, and shit with a crane on it. A lot of people still go, and yeah, it's huge. And then they've got like a DJ kind of thing when people announce, yeah, woo woo, you know, kind of. (laughs) And then the people, uh, a bunch of people, just everyone, just like monopolizing and standing on the edge and watching. And and the weather's always because at the time of the year, sometimes it's really fucking cold and windy out there, and other times, but this time the weather was be hot. Yeah, yeah, it could be really hot. Or this time the weather was nice. And it's a, nice day. a lot of people go, and it's just you have to fly, like the parking is very limited, so you wind up walking several miles before you even get to the bridge sometimes because oh, it's backed up that far. So it's just like a long, kind of boring walk, and then walking through vendors. We well, got to burn off all get those some, calories to get to the fair food. Get some Korean, gotta get some elephant Korean nacho, deep fried <sighs> Korean nacho wontons, you know what I mean, or whatever. You know, because you're like flustered, you can't decide which food, which fair food you want to get because there's so many options. No, I could decide. And then funnel cake. You are a funnel cake. Boy. And then like you're tired, and then you have to walk back. <laughs> and you've got a, a heavy dose of sugar in your system. Yeah, Duh. but it's uh, you know it's a good time. I know that the all the uh, bars and rafting companies and whatnot have like big shows around. Around the uh, the bridge day, the bleach day, bleach day, bleach day, and then there's day after bleach day, which is today. Yeah, and everybody's hungover and puking. Are they sell they sell alcohol beverages on the bridge. I don't believe so. I didn't think they would. Can be you able get to. a blowjob on the bridge? Uh, you, um, you could you could make it happen. Mm. I'm sure. I could make it happen, or just somebody could make anybody can make it happen. Probably it could be done. Well, not you. I mean, yeah, not me. I'd have to have somebody that would want to blow me, and that's just not a thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Me either. Join the club. <sighs> Anybody got any umbrage? Nah, I don't have any energy for umbrage. Right on. All right. What should we uh, go out on? I could pick a... Uh, oh. You want to pick a song there, Queef? <laughs> Chief Queef? <laughs> this guy. Remember, go to tpublic.com slash user slash pillowfort radio to get t shirts. Hell yeah. See you guys next time, episode 233. Fucking Alexa. <laughs> In the books. <laughs> bye bye.